There we go. Syncing up. I feel like Mikey's always late. Uh, Mikey's late to the club. No, that one was pretty good. That really? was actually kind of on time, in my opinion. I, um, I guess by the time this comes out, uh, Merry Christmas. Um, and if you're listening in this in the new year, it's 2021. Ontario, Canada is now in full lockdown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, but let's get into it. I think there's a lot we can cover. This this might not be the New Year's podcast, but with the holiday podcast, we've got a few things to kind of wrap up the year with. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, Darius, I got to know, what was on your feet? What are you wearing on the wrist? Um, Today, I don't have it on right now, but today I was wearing... The Submariner again. Um, it's been Submariner time. Very, very Submariner time. I guess for the act when we're crossing the holidays, I'll start wearing the AP a bit more. But on the feet, I've been wearing um, Margella German Army trainers. Okay, very nice. Not the OGs, awesome. but my OGs RIP. They're dead. So I have a new pair. What can you do? Very nice, very nice. I, I do find that... Um... The more I kind of own other watches, I still go back to to the Rolex. Is this something just something simple. that's tried and true? Easy to it. wear. Yeah, I guess that kind of like blends into what I'm wearing. But before I get into that, Mikey, anything on the wrist for you this week? Please say yes. As per usual, not a nothing. Damn thing. Skin. <laughs> nothing. nothing. Skin. You're waiting uh, for that Cassioke. That's what you're waiting for the Cassioke. I, I am for. waiting for the Cassioke. Yeah. I mean, uh, just a little update from last week. Cam uh, never, never said anything to me. So I don't know whether he just didn't listen to the pod or whether he's really upset at me. Okay. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll we'll figure it out after this one. Hopefully. Um, what What was it? What was he supposed to do? Oh, nothing. I just called him out, remember? Because oh, he, stole oh, my, oh, yeah. he stole my Casio. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, nothing on the wrist. Uh, on the feet this week, dude, um, it's it's that security guard flex now and forever. AF1s? Know, the AM95s. Oh, okay, okay. No, the AM95s, the AM95s. I've been running yeah. them into the ground. Um, you know? Just running, running, running them into the ground. Running into my bag in those AM95s. Running through the six? Uh, not so much the six, you know. I there's a little bit too much COVID over there. So, uh, <laughs> running, running, running through running through York region mostly. Uh, Run into my car here and there. Hilarious. But, uh, at a, at, you know, running at a socially distanced level. So great, great. Everybody, stay safe out there and wear your mask. Yes, please. Good, so. Yeah, stay safe. Stay safe for sure. And add on your wrist, on your feet. Um, I'm the well on the wrist. Uh, it has been the Rolex Explorer, as you you know love your Samariner. I've been loving the uh, Explorer as well. Just great every day. I put it on. The feet had a few rotations uh, this weekend. Uh, I did wear the Fire Reds um, a lot. Um, so going back to the other pod is I said I had the Achilles thing it was a little too tight. Didn't feel it this time around, but where it was a little tight uh, was actually by the toe. The toes on the side, I do have pretty uh, wide feet. So then the side, because there's that plastic panel, right? There's that little part on, on the floor by the pinky toe. That was kind of bothering me. And then after that, I switched back to my tried and true, which is the uh, the navy pair of the 990 V5s. Yeah. It's, uh, it's what I wear all day. Classics, man. I know. 
And, and funny enough, with, with with the New Balances, I'm not I'm not sure if you guys saw, but Todd Snyder just released um, three new shoes with New Balance. I think it was a 997s, um, very era specific. Um, it has an embroidered, direct embroidered N on the side panel, which is not bad. Um, came in like I think a red and probably a navy and something else. Pretty cool shoes. Um, did I cop? No. Would I? I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay with New Balance. Don't need to for, for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you've been their number one customer. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> heck no. Heck no. Uh, if I was, they're, they're, I'd buy more. They're running Ed's pockets. I got to right. admit, though, okay. but the Levi's 992s are pretty tempting. What happens is New Balance sends Ed uh, an email just says, run that. <laughs> Yes, New Balance. <laughs> if you want to sponsor me, Joe, I think he he's the one that leads uh you know partnerships. Happy to be a sponsor. Happy to be a sponsor. And Joe, uh, you know, I know you don't know me, but uh, if you feel like Ed's not the right fit, I, I'm Ooh. totally here as well. And <laughs> you know, honestly, I think I think Ed Ed's been repping New Balance a little more than me lately, so. No, you know, or we give it to Ed. Or we took it out, Mikey. If you want to prospect new customers, you know, I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, if you need something new on the wrist, Darius is your guy. That's all I got to say. Darius <laughs> will add more value in your life than e- either, like, Mike, Mike, Mikey and I combined. You can believe that. No way. <laughs> oh, hey, man. man. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I, I I don't know I don't know about Darius, but you know, <laughs> you know. he's a mystery man. Mystery man. That send Mike uh, a nice. He's a mis- He's a mystery man, but is he is he as nice as me? I don't know, Joe. Oh no, it's, it's for you to find out. <laughs> We're gonna tag him. Hey, Mikey, let, let's tag him for this episode. See what happens. I'm down. Da- I'm down to tag him in this one. Yeah, we'll we'll see what he says. For sure. For sure. But yeah. No. Uh. You know if. Any nine nine twos, nine nineties, nine nine sevens, nine nine eights. You just have laying around. Hey, what about those P five fifties, those GR ones? Because you wanna you wanna age them, guys. How? Do, okay, before we get into it, I, I do want to talk about one thing. How do we feel about aging shoes as we move towards the end of twenty twenty? Darius, well, I want to ask Darius first. No, uh, Mike, yeah, yeah, I, I don't. Let's ask Darius. I think, like, like we talked about this before, happened. We were. It's like accelerated aging, and it's like meh. Mm-hmm. Buying shoes that are aged, like a la Balenciaga Triple S, like super aged, like come on. Okay. Like they have straight up stains on those ones. Mm-hmm. Some legacy stains. Some some Burger King at twelve a.m. kind of yeah. stains. Yeah, you open the box, box fresh, and it looks like it's been stepped on. It's like okay. Okay, and then Mikey, before I let you jump in, I'm gonna say I was a fan of them. But I feel like starting maybe like two weeks ago and I saw the Dior Jordan 1s getting aged, I was like, uh, have we gone too far? And that's where I'm going to leave it. Mikey? Um, hmm. I think you bring up a very good point. Uh, I, for all... Uh, transparency purposes. I think Filthy is a very talented human being. Uh, he's, he's definitely at the top of the craft when it comes to uh, age and stuff. Like, shout outs to Filthy. Um, 
but yes, when I when I saw the Dior ones, um, didn't feel right. It, I mean, I like, and that's nothing against him. Like he was commissioned to do them by Daniel Arsham, For who, sure. you know, uh, I mean, his whole thing has always kind of been making relics out of stuff that is like brand new. So I, I mean, like it, it fits in his uh, his mo, I guess, but. Um, look, I, I bought supplies today. I bought supplies today. Literally okay. today, December the 22nd, I bought supplies yeah. to yellow some, some midsoles. So <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, de- I'm definitely still on, on the, tr- on the wave, but yep. I just, I just feel like, um, yeah, the Dior's didn't really have to happen. In, in my opinion, it does, like it, it's great on a lot of shoes. It's just not great on every shoe. I feel like if it's not an OG colorway of a sneaker, um, or I guess the, with the exception of you know the the NBs, the 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 P five fifties, it doesn't really you know we we don't really need it. We don't we don't need it. Uh, it's like but then again, I also I, I I also realized that like Filthy himself must have done ten thousand pairs. Of like pine greens, or like you know what I mean dunks or whatever. Like that's got to be so taxing to just do over and over again. Like I've done like a handful of them and I'm I'm sick of it. Like <laughs> like I'm sick of doing it in a sense. But like I, I'm not sick of the look. I'm just kind of sick of doing it. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean like anytime you get a new canvas, I guess as a as a creative, it's always fun to do. But I don't know if it was necessary. No, Darius. I was gonna say it's like. You know what, doing like a donk or a Jordan, something where it's like, it would make era, it would make sense in that era to be like aged. I agree. Fine. But if you're going to be aging like BBS Salamons, yeah. like what are you doing? Why? Yeah. Like ACG Presto, like that makes no sense. Come on. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I had the same feeling when I saw those ambush dunk highs getting um, an aged look because the design language was so futuristic. Right, um, and even the panels that stick out, seeing that distressing, it's not something you would see back in the '90s or the '80s. Yeah. It's not a design decision. The angles don't make sense for that time. So that's why yeah. there, there, there's such a clash there. And I, I was at the point where I said, okay, maybe it, it's just gone too far. Yeah, you don't need to be bringing Cyberpunk 2077 into Cyberpunk 1997. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, playing Pong. Um. On that same note, though, uh, how do you guys feel about the trophy room ones that are set to drop? Fire. Because it's, I think it's very interesting to see Jordan Brand doing a release of essentially what has been uh, a lot of customizers' bread and butter for the last six months now. I think it looks good. It looks sparkly. It looks good, though. Uh, I'm caught between, I love the colorway, but I actually, in, in contrast to Darius, it's the sparkliness that kind of gets me that I'm just like, really? um, oh, overall I'm, I'm for it though. I'm for it. Yeah. I, I feel like we're really seeing this, this worn in look taken to the next level. Like the, uh, the bodega dunk high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that yeah. this past week. First off, shout out the team at Bodega. That campaign off the map. Fire. Off the so crazy. Like it like that is how that is how you storytell. Mm-hmm. Like 
for, for product. That's how you do it. Like if, if anybody needs like a refresher course on, on how to make people like feel a certain way about a product, even if they don't fully understand the feel behind it, like that's how you do it. Uh, unbelievable. And the, and the shoe is really great too. I mean, yep. but it also, you know, again, has like that definitely like sandlot, uh, worn in feel to it. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I kind of wonder, you know, after this bodega, uh, dunk high and, and after, you know, the trophy rooms, uh, with that midsole, um, <clears throat> are we, are we going to see this trend of things being aged in take off even more or is it going to be on the decline from there? What do you guys think? I think decline. Me too. Yeah, you don't think there's any room for it to grow from there or no? I don't think. I think once Jordan brand and like other brands start really making their own product look so aged, like have that look, it's like okay, now it's it's reached peak popularity and now it's going to start declining. Yeah, I think on the same note is if you've been following it for for a while, then it's been such a niche thing within this community and you knowing about filthy, right? Like that whole thing is very niche. Now that you have like a more mainstream or commercialized take and for the masses, it, it it's the highest it can go. And then afterwards it's going to slowly decline. Like, so I agree with that point. You, you think it's going to go up? I think there's room for it. Um, but I can also see it declining. Like I do think it's more likely for it to decline, but, um, I can I definitely see the opportunity for it to take off even more. Really? However, I find this very yeah for sure. I, but I, I find this very interesting because um, me me and Ed have spoken about this before, where uh, we were talking about Nicole McLaughlin. Mm. I believe that's how you say her last name. Yes. Where where she you know I I followed her maybe at some point in twenty eighteen uh, maybe late twenty seventeen something like that and. Uh, at the time, she was working as a designer at uh, the Reebok uh, Brooklyn Farm, and uh, she was working on like a lot of projects for them. And as a side project, she started, you know, repurposing all these things. So like, she would do like a bra made out of like, uh, like the lemon Carhartt, yeah, thing. yeah, or yeah, you know what I mean, like the car, the the shorts made out of the Carhartt beaners or whatever. And at first, it was like, oh, I've never seen anything like this before. And I still love all her work, and I, I think she does an unbelievable job. But I feel like, you know, ever since that really blew up for her, we have seen people that, you know, have done similar things. And we've seen a lot of this... Um, upcycling. This repurposing and upcycling, yeah. And um, not that I don't appreciate it anymore, but I definitely don't look at it anymore and go, oh, this is something brand new. This is something that I've never seen before because I've seen it so many times. So... Um, the thing is with, with her, uh, product, it, it might not feel, it might not be brand new and it might not like blow me away. Like the, the first time I saw it, but, um, I feel like it has a shelf life that is, that can be very, very long, especially with the, with the conversations that are being had within the the fashion realm right now. Um, meanwhile, the shelf life, even if this does grow, this this uh, this aging and distressing, um, it doesn't feel like the shelf life can be close to as long as as what we've seen with with the upcycling trend. I agree, 
and I'll say one thing. When I think about upcycling, I actually don't think about her. When you kind of have been looking at fashion for a while, when I think upcycling, I literally think about Japanese. Like, that's what I see. And it's only, be- I think she's amplified it for the Western audience to be like, hey, you could do this stuff, right? So when I see her, I see it as a fresh take with a modern with a modern Western lens. Have her upcycling itself, borrow patches on your jeans, on your kimono, anything like that has been done for like years, decades, millenn- like t- since time, right? So that's why I feel like it has such a longer shelf life. At the same time, that product of upcycling can never reach commercial success as distressing can because that takes so much labor just to create an upcycled garment. Whereas the distressing, we've seen it with jeans, commercialization through you know power tools or even lasers to commercialize distressing. Same with shoes. It could go through similar processes. So that's why I think, and like you said, there's a peak to this distressing. And that's because it could be commercialized so much easier. But with upcycling, it can never because taking that garment, deconstructing it, there's too much labor involved where it'll never reach that mass. I think that's a very interesting point because um, somebody else that I think of, um, even though I didn't think of him originally, but I'm, I'm definitely thinking of him now, is uh, Greg Loren. Mm, um, yep. And, you know, when, when people first started seeing like the 50-50 like sweatpant cargo yep. or, or whatever it was, people were like, whoa, like this is crazy. Like I've never seen this before. Um, but I remember I actually saw him at Kith. Um, he did like an artist in exhibition two years ago and I, mm-hmm. and I happened to be in New York that weekend. So I managed to catch it and like everything's done by hand and it's like an immense amount of work and l- legit. It takes them like him and like a workshop full of, of seamstresses. It'll take them like three weeks to do 30 garments or something, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. it's, it's, it's. Even though that is like definitely more commercial than than uh, Nicole McLaughlin's sort of uh, uh, aesthetic and and what she's been doing with the upcycling, um, it's still just like so hard to get out to the masses. Like I remember when they actually did the Kith collab, like th- the stock was like, uh, from what I remember, like people saying it was like nine on each thing or yeah. like seven on each exactly. thing or something. Yeah, and and to to what Darius said earlier too is distressing at least through our eyes and being that we grew up in the 90s and maybe we had you know older older siblings or older cousins it's very era specific to me so an af1 could look great aged but in you know an ambush dunk high like i said does not look great a nike ispa will not look great if you distress it right it's only for those classic silhouettes classic colorways and the p550s that would really work that's why there's such a the ceiling is, is so much closer for distressing versus upcycling yeah Darius? Upcycling has been time, man, all the way since even like OG Margiela days, like that's straight upcycling, right? Literally like OG. Like you can't do that. You can't mention it without mentioning literal Martin Margiela. You know, the one who actually brought upcycling and reinterpretation like completely different materials into clothes at all, you know? For sure. To this audience. It's a discussion where he, he he sort of the the originator and everything else's progeny of it. Yeah, I um I remember when they when Margiela did the 
it was like the three thousand dollar sneaker, but it was like the deconstructed like duct tape, like yeah. blue running, like all yeah. that. And people are like, "This is stupid. Who would pay three thousand dollars for this?" It's like if you know the history of the house, yeah, you wouldn't be saying this yeah. because this is what this is the ethos of what it is yeah. all about. Or like when and, they did and, the H and M collaboration with the belt jacket, they did couture making like street signs into dresses. Mm-hmm. They made golf. I mean, baseball gloves into shirts and jackets. Yeah. They've done, like, all of this has been done. It's just people forget that he's, like, the granddaddy of all this. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a really good point to put that in perspective. I think for, for a lot of people, they when they see that name, when they see these fashion houses, they just think about the, re- the, the most recent, you know, hoodies or T-shirts that flaunt the brands. But there's so much history behind it. And I think that's where those archival pages really come in handy. Um, or even, you know, talking about it like on a podcast like this and telling people, hey, there's more behind, you know, that rich kid that owns like a, like a T-shirt from them or like a hoodie from them. True ethos. For sure. Actually, speaking of Margiela, um, do you guys remember when the the future sneaker that was first a thing. came out? Like 2012, 2010? Oh, yeah. yeah, like like when it first came out. It was probably like, yeah, like the 2010s. 2012, somewhere around there, 2010. Um, I remember it was like impossible to find a size in those. Like it was, it was like probably the hottest designer sneaker out. And I feel like they still put it out, but I haven't seen somebody wear it in like a really long time. They make, they still make them. Um, I, this season they made like the full transparent ones, like fully PVC ones, but they still make them just not as the same number of like, of stuff, you know? I think I think that uh, that shoe catapulted some people to get shoes that were expensive, um, or like get their own. Yeah, for one, get yeah that the consumer part of it. Um, but I remember like right when that shoe got really hot. Um, I remember Two Chains got like the the Chain React sneaker with Versace. I remember um, those. And yeah, I feel like I feel like. You know what I mean? That one hasn't aged well. But I feel like with how big Margiela um, definitely was in, in footwear um, with the with the hip-hop rap community at the time, um, it, like, seemed like a smart collaboration for Versace. And, I mean, like, they, they are very, you know, gaudy by nature, so I, I, I do understand it. But would they have done that? Would they have done that if if uh, I think if, like the designer sneaker wave wasn't as hot? In the, I think in the they still would have done it. I still think still. You think so? Yeah. Was it? I think it's because like the opportunity for Versace to try this it was a good time, and and at the time of that collaboration when it came out, they had just been acquired by Michael Kors, right? So it seems like I'm like no, a no. It was it was it was before that. I no, 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 the chain reacts came out like two or three years ago. Oh damn, dude! I thought that was like 2014. No, no, no those time. Oh no, those came out. Those came out like two or three years ago. So it's like Michael Kors decision times. The future. I, I also feel like way back when. I also feel like January was like eight years ago. <laughs> like this this year this year has been so odd and long. Like, yeah. I, like, but now, on the sneaker topic, yes, Ed and Mikey, 
top sneaker 2020. You got one choice, one shoe. Okay. I want to go last. I'm just saying I'm going last. This Darius, is, you go first. Miko, yeah, you I'm going to go first. It's a curveball. It's a weird one. Right. I think it's the Nike Space Hippie 04. Like. Like. Very good. Very good pick. Very, very good pick. Great con- I didn't even think about Great that concept. Sneaker. Great availability. Great price point. Looks good. I can't, I can't hate on you for that one. That is a very, very good pick. Yeah. Uh, did you that, ever, did you get in hands with it? I got in hands. I think it's cool. Obviously, like, I didn't buy it, but because it's, I would never wear it. Like, it just doesn't fit with my lifestyle. And honestly, I literally wear B23s and the Margiela's every day. But I think, like, it's such a good product in concept and price and, like, availability. You can't fault it. It didn't have to be a hot. Like, it's not a hot shoe, but it's, like, a great shoe. I would even bring that to the box design as well. Like exactly. how they executed the whole thing. It was a great project by them. Yeah. Y'all and weren't we're, expecting that one, were you? Actually, I didn't know what to expect from D. Did, did, did you have like an idea of what you expect from Darius? Nike? Uh, no, I had, I had no clue what he was going to say. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was going to be like a dunk. No. I don't know why I thought it was going to be like a dunk. No. Um, That's too easy. Even though I don't think... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think mine is a dunk. Like, I, I'm still I'm still kind of contemplating. Like, I have two shoes in mind. No, you got one, one shoe. One of them is a dunk. You got one shoe. I, I have two shoes in mind, and one of them is a dunk. And uh, Michigan I dunks. That, no, no. It's, okay. it's a dunk that... Uh, I think kind of went under the radar for a lot of people, um, but I think it is one of the cleanest shoes this year. I think it's going to age incredibly well. By you, it aged the, by you, by it, hand, right? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It Sorry. Is, it is the Slam Jam Nike Dunk High. Um, I know I said the Clivers were, were the shoe of the year last year. Or sorry, last pod last year, last podcast. Um, and I, you know, I, I thought about bringing those up, but again, it's, it's very, it's, it's a very, it's a shoe that you can only really wear at, at certain points. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say that the, the slam jam dunk, uh, the details on it were great. I mean, it's, it's very simple, black and white, mm-hmm. um, with very the, wearable, with the, like, sort of, sort of clear midsole, but it is such a clean shoe. The swoosh on it is gorgeous um with the with the uh like raised like translucent ish black swoosh i guess not translucent but um i don't even know if it's like a patent leather i haven't seen them in hand but beautiful beautiful shoe um but then but then i have is that your shoe that's your shoe i I think i have to give it I, because here's the thing is when I say shoe of the year, it has to be a shoe that I can, I can wear every day. It can't be a shoe that I can't wear every day. Um, but if, if I can be totally fair, um, in saying a shoe that you cannot wear every day, um, it's the Habibi Dunk Low. Sick. Crazy shoe. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Like it's every other 
dunk Logan, bow down to that shoe. It, that even the Kentucky, even the Kentucky, uh, the the Spartan High, the, the all all the off white ones, including the rubber dunks. Any dunk that dropped this year is not touching the Habibi dunk low. It the the swoosh. Uh, the 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 colors like with with you know just and and like the whole like Dubai exclusive, mm-hmm. uh, or like uh, I mean like Dubai collab not Dubai exclusive but du- Dubai that store in Dubai the collaboration with them, um, unreal unreal looking shoe, Ed, you're on okay. the clock. Hey, this is easy. You heard it. Everyone that tunes in has heard it before. My shoe of the year goes to. The first drop of the Casablanca 327s. Okay. Because that shoe kind of... Well, first off, a little history. The shoe designer, number one, I think it's time that females, you know, get some spotlight uh, within the footwear and apparel industry in terms of being a designer and a lead designer. So designed by um, by a woman, I'm so sorry I forgot her name, where she took two inspirations of uh, classic silhouettes from the archive of New Balance and brought a classic runner, a breath of fresh air that was needed during the time of a pandemic where it just worked so well. And then afterwards, all the GR colors and all the GR releases came out. And then you had the Levi's and you had like a bunch of other collaborations. That is such a solid shoe of the year. I own a few pairs. I've even purchased a a pair for my partner. Like that's how obsessed I am with the 327s. And it works so well with a lot of outfits. Um, It works well with my style. So that is my pick. All right. Sneaker brand of the year. Same order. I'm fine with that. Yeah, Darius, you, you go you go first. Darius. This one's easy. Sneaker brand of the year to make the most waves and their their market segment, New Balance. Well, it's okay. Pretty easy. That one's easy. Any no. any didn't any, High Snobbity or um or Hypebeast just release an article? I believe so. About, yeah. But like you know, like twenty nineteen. New Balance was not hitting headlines, was not like making huge movements in the in the sneaker industry or like fashion industry. It was a very much you if you liked the product, you would have purchased the product anyways, and it wasn't like centered around hype. 2020, New Balance brand mentality probably hasn't changed, but it has become like a whole new household name for the young bloods, if you know what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. I think having that giant leap and making all the right steps to have this momentum, great. No, I don't think any other brand has gotten and done as much to do this for their brand. So a new balance. Very nice. Mikey. Uh, Mikey. My sneaker, my sneaker brand of the year. Yeah. They're not the biggest. Okay. They're not the baddest. Bahoka, One, One. Good choice. Sneaker brand of the year for 2020. How come? What's your reason? Um, because they went from... From Hawaii to France. January. <laughs> <laughs> from Hawaii to France. <laughs> Hilarious. Shout out to if you know uh, which pod that was and comment on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but no, they went from, you know, I mean, like, in January... I would say that 
99% of people, if you asked them if they knew what Hokonaone were, was, they'd be like, no, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And by the middle of this year, I had so many unsolicited conversations about Hokonaone that, like, I thought it was, I was just having deja vu. I remember I would, somebody would bring it up and I'd be like, didn't we already talk about this? And they're like, no, I, I just, I just found out about them yesterday. And I'm like, what? And then, you know, a few days later, it'd be like, oh, have you seen Hokonaone? And I'm like, yeah, we spoke about this, right? And I'm like, no, I, I, I just saw their sneakers at Haven today. And I'm like, wait, how are people just like catching on to this brand so quick? I don't know how they did it. Um, I don't know what the secret sauce is over there. I mean, obviously the product is very cool. I, I, they're, they're not trying to be anything that they aren't. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess, you know, like that means a lot in, in 2020 for you to be a small sneaker brand that is able to catapult to the next level where people are, are, are spreading, uh, your brand through word of mouth is extremely extremely difficult the chances of you starting a sneaker brand and people caring enough to tell somebody else about it or talk to somebody else about it mm-hmm. almost non-existent and i've seen a lot of like new sneaker brands this year that i you know i think have really cool product but i've never heard anybody bring them up so they, they've done an unbelievable job they've done a really good job making sure that they get to retailers um and and you know i i think that in terms of Athletic sneakers, especially at their price point, um, like what? What do you have to lose? Like, what do you have to lose if you're a runner? Like, what do you have to lose by buying a pair of Hoka's one time? Like, you know, what I mean, you can get a pair for what, like 150 bucks, 160 bucks, maybe something like that. Like, and 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 everybody who runs in them or does any athletic uh, activity in them whatsoever says that they're fantastic. So. You know, I, I don't, I don't own a pair myself, but I, uh, the next pair of athletic shoes that I do buy for, for the gym, it's going to be a pair of Hulk is a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, there's, I, um, before we went into another lockdown, I sometimes would see people wearing it and there's actually two crowds. So it's just kind of fun. You have the more of the lifestyle crowd and those are the ones like the silhouettes that you see from Haven, like the Clifton's and, but like those colorways, right? Muted mid tones yeah, like, and everything. Mm-hmm. But then you also see like the OG ones where they're clearly runners. They're wearing like a bright blue or like a bright green or like, you know, neon yellow. And they got some Hokones on. I have more respect for for the latter because for some reason, it, it feels more true. They've been on Hoka. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you have, you've known about this brand. Like, you swear by it because it's performance space for you. It's not about the hype. It's not about, oh, I found these guys at Haven. Look at this, like, colorway. It's, like, sick. Right. I, but every time I do see Hoka One Ones on the street, I all immediately I give them credibility. Yeah. I'm like, you know, those, those guys, they didn't see it at Haven, they saw it at the running room. Yes, the running yeah. room. <laughs> Those are the OGs. See, <clears throat> I, I find that very interesting that you bring that up, and, I, and we can touch on this in a second after you, you say your sneaker brand. But um, I find that very interesting because I don't, like, even though we do understand the hype behind, like, you know, the Jordan 1 or whatever, we don't ever go, oh, like, I respect the people that hoop in the Jordan 1 more than I respect the people that, you know, <laughs> even wear it on the street. It, it's very funny how the perception of Hoka is, is different than uh, than Nike in that Thank way. Um, Ed. Sneaker brand of the year. None other than 
New Balance. All right. Takes a cake for 2020. Yeah. All right. Let me New tell balance. you this. Okay. So, Hit him up, Joe. We were, um, so even since the beginning, the whole revival of New Balance, New Balance has always been doing collaborations with um, J. Crew, any other, any other of these menswear brands. First time I was turned on to the brand was probably in uh, high school. Shout out to my friend Mark that I've mentioned before. I always associate to him. And I never caught because I was just never that guy. I was always the Nike guy, always the more of the, you know, the, the runners and the trainers. And then I think about, I think it's been three years, no, two years ago, when I saw ALD do the first um, collaboration. And it was the 997 in like a pink, yellow, and a blue. And that came through, you know, where, where I currently work. Um, I was like, what's going on? Because at that time, I was like, okay, LD, you're, you're doing some pretty cool things. And to see you team up with New Balance, and I looked at the collection, and I was like, hey, this gives it such a breath, breath of fresh air. And the first collaboration was very kind of classic logoing, even with the typeface. I really nod back. And then I started to see the other collaborations. And I saw more, and I saw more. I was like, okay. They are evolving. No longer are they focused more on the Americana menswear. No longer um, am I seeing them with, you know, you could say Japanese brands. I'm seeing a, a re- re- resurgence in the American market. First, tapping into nostalgia. And then I started to see more collabor- collaborations with Todd Snyder. And then I started to see all these different collaborations. And I'm like, okay, they're kind of re- like, they're cementing themselves that, hey, we still matter. We pride ourselves on tradition, the 997s, 990s, you know, all that. But we can also do some cool shit like the Vision Racers. Is that what they call it? Runner? Vision Racers? Runner? The Jaden Smith ones. Right. So that's why I really think 2020 is a year of New Balance. If it wasn't New Balance, I would actually say um, Solomon, actually. That'd be my runner up. Haha, runner up. Solomon did did very, very big things this year. They did very well. They they were they flew under the radar, but they did big things. So that would that would be my second. Like if I didn't pick New Balance, it would have been Solomon for sure. Um, I wonder who. I wonder if there's any surprise to like any of these picks, either from your yourselves or or even mine. I'm not surprised at Ed's picks I, at all. Oh, there's definitely there's there, no there is zero fucking there, there is zero fucking surprise with your pick, Ed. There is yeah, zero, zero surprise. I I wasn't sure what Darius was gonna say though. I was definitely I was I was stumped on on where he would go with it. But when but when we spoke about how we were gonna do this prior to the pod, I was like, oh, like I already know Ed's gonna pick New Balance. Yeah, that's not even no a question. Not gonna pick New Balance. It's just like the, the sneaker of the year question is which New Balance is it? Yeah. Exactly. Blanc or ALD or Jound. I, I will say though, I did not actually love the P550s and I still do not love them. That's fair. So, yeah, I'm ready to I'm take any heat. I can take any heat. I'm not comment on that. No, 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 no comment on that. that that's I, won't, I, won't, I won't even, I won't even entertain it. With a response. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But shout-outs to Teddy, shout-outs to the whole ALD production team, um, especially Charlie and, and Emily. You guys do an amazing job getting all the shit together. You, you guys need more recognition, for sure. Good job, Teddy Anyways. Emily. Um, also, just before we, we go on to this, this next thing, um, I just want to 
make note of the fact that after my first uh, pod where uh, I, I made a little comments about sneaker shopping and how I don't watch it, I have watched more sneaker shopping in the last four weeks than I ever have in my entire life. And they did an episode, funnily enough, with Jaden Smith. And let me tell you, watching this episode with Jaden Smith made me feel like the most gigantic piece of shit to ever walk the face of the earth. Because he's literally like, yeah, man, positivity, like, let's save the planet. And I'm like, wow, I was just like making fun of him for his tweets when he was 14 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Look, in uh, contrast to that, if, if I do want to rebuttal, that is, um, and you know this, Mikey. When you're in this industry, be it footwear, be it clothing, how sustainable are we, really? That's all. I'm I'm just going to leave it there. Positivity, I get it. You know, save the planet, I get it. But people, planet, profit. Also, like, yo, Joe LaPuma is really, really good at his job. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I, like, I, like, I... I, I need to get that off my chest. Like, Joe LaPuma is so good at his job. Like, I don't like the format of sneaker shopping because I just, like, don't, like, care what other people... Like, I just don't really care what other people, like, are wearing and stuff. Like, I don't really have, like, an interest for it. Um, but, damn, he's so good. Like, like I would love it if he just, like... Oh, well, I mean, they do, they do the complex sneaker podcasts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah but, sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I would love it if he would just, like, sit down with like celebrities one-on-one instead of like doing sneaker shopping and do like half an hour or 20 minutes or whatever joel I puma is like low-key the guy where you see all the sneaker shopping he's like you assume he's all hype and everything but you could ask him about like june 2003 what came out and he'll tell you yeah like joe he's an encyclopedia it's he knows is. everything he is it's nuts like he, he humbles me all the time where i'm literally just like oh i know stuff about sneakers and then like he'll like Talk about some stuff that I've never heard of, and I'm like, wow, I'm just I'm worthless. But see, that, that's <laughs> what I'm nothing. saying. I, I give my hats off to those guys because they literally store so much in their head that I don't know if I could ever even know that much. So, the and, and uh, was it? It's uh, Brandon Dunn and Matt Welty. Like, I think those guys know a lot, um, and huge respects to them. I will say one thing, and don't, don't light a fire under my ass. Uh, I did not like the book the sneakers of the year book um purely design based terrible type type typography oh jesus uh not well spaced layout was not done well it looked like an amateur did it on ms paint i come from a design background so i'm going to be very critical about this however the writing was was impeccable the storytelling was amazing I've been meaning to get around to it for, like, ever. <laughs> like, I've literally just, I've seen, like, I've, I've been like, okay, I need to, like, sit down and get to this. And I just haven't, like, several times. And I and I have to do it. But, um, yeah, I heard the writing was really good. I, I haven't actually, like, seen the, the, the visuals of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll definitely keep that in mind. And then... Yeah. I'll be a I'll be a prick about it on the pod. Do it, and, and then feel bad about it later. <laughs> I will not. Uh, but I'm not married to my comments. But I, you know, just just something to say. I, I I hope people like understand. You can always like shit and then like not like and other then still elements. comment on it. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. All right, Ed. Like kind of like kind of like me with uh, Migos. And Migos. <laughs> do you, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you mean? 
I I messed with Migos pretty heavy, you know, a few years ago. And then they dropped 632 projects. (laughs) And I was like, yo, guys, like, you should have slowed your roll because now I don't. I don't care anymore. Wow. Um, I mean, like that. I the, all the success in the world to them. And yeah. I mean, like I'm sure they made they made enough money to last 15 lifetimes. But you know, just like I, I I'm just a fan of of artists like Frank Ocean because you know you hear from him once every six years, and yeah, it's a it's an excruciating wait, but it's worth it. Every yeah. single time. And, and during those six years, you see him on a... what makes it worth it. <laughs> you see in those six years, he's on some features. You're like, Frank, where are you? I know you're out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for our next uh, portion here with our sneakers is, what is your sleeper sneaker of the year? <sighs> sleeper sneaker of the year. For for this one, are we gonna do just a silhouette, or are we going to do like a, a specific? Like a specific. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't ask. Okay, specific. I, I know what you're gonna do. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go last. I I need to think about this while you guys talk it through. I got the same answer as the best sneaker, the Nike Space Hippie. Nike Space Hippie. Wow. Okay. You know, it's like it's like the uh, the spiritual successor to the Mars Yard. With again, fantastic concept. Good looks, good price point, good availability. And it went on sale because people thought it was sort of weird. So slept on. Like, such a good product as a shoe. So good. Like, just no hype behind it. Hmm. Very, very interesting. I, I think I think that's a, that's a pretty good analysis. I actually... I... Uh, I do like it when when something can be a sleeper but still be the best and 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 it's it's not it's not a bad take. Yeah, at all. I, I like that. It's like my like uh, my idea is like the the shoe itself as a product is a fantastic product, and then oh, I, I just think people just didn't bite, and that's it. The only thing um, about that shoe is the price point is. What was it in the like two two hundred? Like one four. It's, one, in, 140. it's in the twos at no one forty US. One forty. One forty US. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm twos. saying when we get it, it's like two <laughs> something. Yeah, it's like two ten. Like thirty with tax, like two forty with tax. It's just to me, you know, if you're if you're like recycling material and you're essentially like this shoe's made out of garbage, it's like okay, like I'm willing to pay for it, but like I don't want to pay two forty and and. To be well, totally fair, I know you. I know you can't have it both ways. I I know that I'm being a hypocrite. Okay. Right now okay. Because 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 I'm going oh That's sustainability this and that and the other thing, but at the same time I'm like I don't want a fucking shoe made out of garbage <laughs> for two hundred and forty dollars. Like I could buy a Jordan Four. Like you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me. But I at the same time like I also understand like you know like at the R and D that goes into this stuff. Yeah. Like like especially like they they had to research and develop this. Like it wasn't like it was like readily available to them like they they really had to you know put money the sink money into the shoe and hopefully they can drop the price point on it a little bit in the future but uh that remains to be seen i i i'm not gonna hold my breath or anything but who knows um but yeah that was the that was the only thing and i think that was the barrier um for a lot of people was was that they didn't they didn't like the price point of it well compared to Um, their other special projects you know like 400 bucks for ispas yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like it's not terrible. 
Yeah. Oh no, I don't. Th- I don't think it's like awful or anything. Like I, I would still consider buying a pair, but just when I look at that shoe in comparison to other Nike offerings that I can get for the same amount of money, I'm like, do I really want this shoe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, sleeper yeah. sneaker. My, uh, my sleeper sneaker of the year is the. I hope I'm pronouncing this right because I don't actually know if I'm pronouncing this right. But the Kane Yuke. Um, collaboration on the Reebok Premier Road Modern. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, let me do that real quick. My sleeper sneaker of the year. It's so incredibly fire. Uh, It's, oh my God, just the all black. It's a gorgeous sneaker. It's... I, I really hope Reebok just like floods the market with these. Oh, that's cool! I think it's such a good sneaker. It's it's a great sneaker. It's, it's like it looks like a, sneaker. it look looks like a Balenciaga track light. Doesn't it look like a designer sneaker? Exactly. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a light version of Balenciaga track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, it's either you spend, you know, the two whatever on retail for the Reebok or you can spend the the two grand 13 <laughs> two, the 1300 or whatever it is on the on the track one um but definitely yeah, sne- very, sleeper very, very cool sneaker shout it's, out shout out uh Evan Bell 40 I know that he has a very big hand in that I follow him on Instagram this uh cool. this reminds me of the ACW Nikes with the block on the heel Really? Uh, ah, yeah. the v- Vero... Oh, Vomeros? Vomeros, yeah. Oh, the Vomero. Yeah. It reminds me of that. Just chop off the block. Huh. Okay. All right. All right, I can see that a little bit, I guess. That, that's actually... That's pretty interesting. A cold wall is a cool and brand. Yes. Sleeper sneaker. Ah... <sighs> This might sound boring, and I don't know. I don't know why this shoe came into my head when I was talking about what I was thinking while you guys were speaking. Um, it's not Nike. It's not Adidas. It's not a New Balance, is it? It's not New Balance. It's Woo. not. It's not. Clear <laughs> that one. It's not Clark's either. It's um, the New Balance Casablanca. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> This is actually kind of boring, and and I really liked it. I think, number one, seeing a boutique get to this level, and I think it's a very low-key thing, but it's the Haven and Vans Old School that they launched in the wheat colorway. Um, I think Haven does a really great curation of goods. It's a great boutique. I can't speak on the drops because I take an L each time. Um, But just something about that old school just has a really good vibe to it. The other shoe I was thinking of was the um, A6 Gel Yeti that just dropped, but the whole sizing thing really ruined it for me. Yeah. I, li- I like the Haven take, especially local. Yeah. It's, it, local. it's local. It's nice to see a boutique go that route. I think the, the Vans uh, old schools are really nice. I have a pair of skate highs from Van, Vans Vault. They're great quality shoes um, in general. And um, and yeah, that's it. Great construction, okay good price. Take. Good take. I can't say good price. Okay price. Ha. Do you know how much the uh, Haven Old School retailed for? Probably one fifty. Was it? Yeah, one sixty, maybe. Uh, Why? 
You still can't resell? Something, afford- something affordable from Haven for once. Cool. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Damn. No, that's not, even, that's not even a shot at them because honestly, like, the construction on all their stuff is, like, impeccable and, like, they deserve to be charging what they're charging. Like, I, I can't hate on them for that. I just wish I could afford it. <laughs> like, I literally wish I could, like, walk into Haven and be like, I want these pants and not be like, never mind. <laughs> like, when I look at the price tag. You know, when I was thinking about this shoe, I was looking up at at my kind of shoe collection up there, um, and one one box stood out to me, which was another Vans collab, and it was the Vans Double Taps. Oh, Vans Double Taps. Yeah. I don't think They've been a few of those. They've been a few of those. Yeah, the Vans the the slip ons. I, I got the slip ons because I don't own any all black uh, shoe. Aside from the Vapor Max Utilities. And just something about the orange pop, I think, is like... Everyone could think it's a normal van. Uh, okay. But then it's the orange pop, the double taps, like the If You Know You Know snobbery. That I looked at, like, maybe I, that's the shoe. But no, I, I like the Haven one a lot more. The Haven's uh, even more If You Know You Know. Because then double yeah. taps has a following. Haven has less of a following. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. So <laughs> shout out to uh, Haven. Uh, love the store. Love the uh, layout. I can never afford anything from you guys, though. So. Um, here's, here's a very fun, uh, thought though, for the sneaker brand of the year, just to backtrack on that a little bit. I know I said Hoka. Okay. Hoka 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Hoka 1-1. One, one. W taps. Uh, <laughs> what taps? Um, but, but. There's a part of me that after the news that I heard today, mm. I was th- I was so goddamn close to saying the one and the only Adidas. Adidas stripes. I was very I was very close. They they picked up a huge W today. Huge. Yeah. Um. If you have if you haven't heard the news, Adidas um signed on with Jerry Lorenzo. As head of Boom. Adidas basketball himself, Boom. Um, to head creativity and the basketball division, correct? Yeah, creative direction. Yes, I believe yeah. so. I I don't know why Nike keeps on letting these guys go. I don't know why they don't pay these guys, but Adidas is happily running them checks, and oh, it's gonna pay off for them. I'll tell you that much. You you know what I said in in my other group, um, sneaker related and fashion related. I said it. It seems like Adidas is trying to get uh, Kanye's band back together. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> so are we gonna see Virgil one day? Are Virgil we gonna see soon. Don C? Like you know, just get the group back together. That would that would be insane. That would be hilarious. Um, hilarious. Imagine imagine if Adidas somehow. Stole Virgil. Oh Nike. gosh! I'm not, yeah, Nike would be seething. Like because I I feel like a big part of the draw behind like the Travis and um, I know the J, the J Balvin dropped. I totally makes sense. Totally makes sense uh, mm-hmm. for you know his aesthetic and and what he's all about and like the hair and all that stuff. Like I th- I think they did a good job in terms of the execution based off like the person he is. Hate the sneaker though, uh, personally. Yeah. Um, and I think a big part of the draw for these guys is is the fact that Virgil is still like the still there, one yeah. guy at Nike. Like I feel like if if Virgil were to not be at Nike anymore, 
Not to say that nobody cares about the Travis stuff or nobody cares about the Jay Balvin or whatever collabs they might do, mm-hmm. but it feels it feels like they they get knocked down a peg, you know, doesn't it? If we see uh, if we see an Adidas the three come out, oof. We're gonna see a superstar as Stan Smith and like, oh jeez, something completely off the wall. But I I think Adidas needs this. I I really do because the Pharrell stuff I'm getting a little tired of. Um, the human made I respect it just from a pure kind of you know I feel like you have to because it's it's an ego. Um, and then from there, basketball is just kind of up in the air right now. Other than the Yeezy, is it the the Quantum? Is that what, what they call them? Quantum, yeah. yeah, like aside from that one, it's like are people wearing it on the court? And I don't follow NBA enough nowadays to know if so. I know that they, I think they retroed a a classic basketball silhouette, but it was more for lifestyle um, this year. So having Fear of God come in with the kind of the futuristic, but yet modern and timeless Americana approach could be interesting. Um, I've always, no, I shouldn't say that. I've liked what Cherry has been doing clothing wise for the past, you know, for the six collection and seven. So I want to see what could happen in that realm. But it's basketball. He's signed on for basketball, so I can't expect lifestyle clothing from him. But it'd be interesting to see if he has like little design cues in certain skews. An interesting thought that I had when I when I initially saw this before I saw you know like the titles and all that stuff. Um, and you know maybe it wouldn't work just because you know this is this whole market is a very... It's not that they have a gatekeeper mentality. They just want somebody that is authentic to them to be the ones, uh, you know, handing out product to them. But with the uh, Fear of God, the the newest, like, the skateboarding sneaker, Mm -hmm. would this not be an unbelievable opportunity for adidas to kind of make a jump into the skateboarding community by getting jerry lorenzo to kind of head not maybe not head the skateboarding division per se or anything but to create a skateboarding sneaker for them that maybe they don't even market directly towards skaters but they make it known that it is that the utility is there should they want to use it and is that to combat the SB Dunk wave? I what is that think, for? I don't think that it would be so much in terms of like hype. Okay. In in that sense, I think it would be more like a performance thing. It'd be like, yeah. Oh, like we don't we don't have any shoes that people really skate in. Like people don't really skate in Adidas, right? Like I don't it's I don't true. know anybody that skates in Adidas. Um. So like, I oh, mean, no it'd be a ha- perfect foray into. It'd be a perfect say. foray into the market. It'd be like it'd be a fantastic foray into the market for them. Like, like, who? It would be cool instantly because it's Jerry Lorenzo, and also yes. like you know what I mean. You get Jerry Lorenzo in combination with whatever technology you guys can cook up over at Adidas, which I'm sure is the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, like you could really have a hit on your hands. I think so. Do you think we'll ever see anything like the Fog One um, from Adidas? Fog one four D. 
innovation, futurism. That's all in there, actually. The Fog 4D. Could you ever you see something that? of that, like, design cue of, like, being pushed out as Adidas? Like, I, I don't think I would have thought it would, com- it would come out of Nike. I really don't think so. I think it but would it come did. out. But it did. So that's why Adidas, are you going to see something similar? See, I, I do think that we're never going to see anything that really resembles it aesthetically. Um, but like, to be totally fair, I, I, when I do play basketball, I don't play basketball that much, but when I do play basketball, it's always been Kobe's for me. I like, I like hooping and Kobe's. It's, it's just the way it is. Um, but, uh, so I, I don't know how the Adidas shoes actually perform for the most part, but damn, they're ugly. Like they're super ugly. Like I, 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 there's no Adidas shoes that I look at and I'm like, oh wow, this is really nice. Like I would love to wear this. Like I, I, really nothing. And even if the tech stays the same, which I think that they'll, you know, they'll they'll tweak it here and there. Um, even if the tech does stay the same, I think that Jerry Lorenzo is going to give them an incredible boost aesthetically. Agreed. Um, be, because they they fucking need it they like, do need they it really need it for the performance stuff they need it yeah for for performance stuff they definitely need it exactly all in all we're we're for this well, i'm for it you... i'm for it i'm for it i mean we need the kanye crew back i think it's i think it's cool as hell to watch to watch somebody collab with a with a company and then go to the next company like i think it's like super cool and not because we do see it a lot with collabs. Like, for example, like, if you look at, like, I don't know, the, the Weatherspoon stuff, right? Like, he, he did the, the AM97-1 or whatever it was, uh, like, that hybrid shoe. And then, yeah. you know, he dropped that GL3, the Gel Light 3, uh, this summer. And mm-hmm. it was not the same shoe, but, you know, it was the corduroy, it was the multicolor. Like, it was, it was, it was similar, but... Like that doesn't feel the same as this. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, those things are not. That's not the same. They're not. It's not the equivalent. Like Jerry mm-hmm. Lorenzo, even though we haven't seen anything from him with Nike in like a long time, I feel like it's been a few years. No, uh, just recently there was the Nike NBA uh, collection from Fear of God. Oh no, I'm I'm talking about like shoes though. I'm okay. About in terms of like footwear. Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen anything from him in like a few years, and. Uh, you know, to know that he's now like essentially heading the basketball division, um, it's like, damn, like what is he gonna cook up? Like, and and how? Like, if if you're Nike, like I know you're the biggest, you're the biggest, uh, you know, athletic company in the whole world, but you gotta be shaking a little bit. Like, you definitely have to be shaking a little bit because they they saw how it worked out with them for them with with the easy stuff. Like they yeah. they they took they took a loss there. Even though they did kind of mitigate it with the whole Drake thing, um, they took a loss. Like l- losing Yeezy was was not a good look for them, and now they lost another one of their poster children. So let's let's think of it another way. What if, and my for some reason my my parallel is is in MMA. So there's UFC and there's Bellator. Bellator takes a fair amount of ex-UFC fighters, right? 
and then they, they fight within Bellator. What if Nike doesn't mind and they think, hey, we've done our piece with, with Jerry. That's great. I think we're ready to move on to the next one. They want to be the, the leaders. They want to find the next Kanye. They want to find the next Jerry. Once they've done their piece with Nike, okay, Adidas, you can have them. You know, have my have my seconds. Just 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 a thought, you know. I'm not saying that's but my I mean, opinion, but what if that's sure, how they are? Sure, but like, are you just gonna pull a fucking Jerry Lorenzo off the street? Like, I like I don't I don't know where you're gonna find one of these guys. Like, like a guy that you know already has all this momentum built up through his own stuff, and then like bring him on board. Like, where can they really go? Like, who can they really bring on board? That is gonna like blow people away and have that social capital. Well, being that—that's like, the thing. Being the head of the pack, being the leader, is always gonna be the toughest because you, no one can see it, but it's like it's up to you to find it and then convince it. That could be an angle. I, I'm gonna take that angle I, as like I an entrepreneur. I mean, like yeah. if you're Nike, you know people want to work with you. Like if Nike if Nike sent me a mail and be like, hey, we want you to design shoes, I'm designing shoes. Yeah. Right? Like if if they sent Mikey a package like, hey, we want you to design shoes, Mikey's going to go design shoes. Like people dream of working for Nike. I mean well, I mean like, am I getting seated pairs here? Like is, is that part of the deal? <laughs> <laughs> You get to see you get to see your own pairs, you know. Do do I do I get one of the air quotes ten pairs of M and M fours or or is, that, or is that off the table for me? You know? <laughs> like who knows? But <laughs> but like Nike's in a position where they can they can afford to just like keep finding new talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I just I just think that like yes, obviously, like they're gonna find somebody and they're gonna they're gonna be able to you know milk out for whatever it's worth but it's just, it's tough to find a jerry lorenzo it's tough to find a kanye west like it's tough to find these guys and the thing is i wouldn't credit nike with finding them you know nike just stumbled upon them because of the fact that they were already hot as hell you know, like, it's not like they were like, oh, Kanye West, we've never heard of him. Like, let's bring him in off the street. Like, oh, Jay Lorenzo, we've never heard of him. Let's bring him in off the street. It was like, no, these guys had already, like, built their buzz. Like, they didn't, like, yes, they they benefited from Nike, but Nike needed them more than they, than they needed Nike, if we're being totally honest. I know that sounds crazy to say, but it's, like, I do think it's the truth. Well, hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you guys think that they needed Nike more than Nike needed them? Or, or I think Nike wanted social capital and then artists want credibility. But they had it though. Did no, they not but, have credibility? But, but the Nike cosign is like the ultimate credibility of being cool. I agree. That is true. I agree. Two to tango. It does take two. Like to Nike's like Nike gets to say, "Oh yeah, we got the coolest, coolest designer of the of the moment," and then the designer's like, "Yeah," to all their designer buddies or whatever. It's like, "Yeah, but I have a Nike shoe." But I also don't think that that's like a fifty fifty split down the middle. It's, it's, at, like, probably, it's not. It's not a fifty fifty split. But I think 
people who are given the opportunity to work with Nike are are more inclined to say yes than it is for Nike to sit to like give out offers to work with people. Let's say the the deal first was there's Jerry Lorenzo. You have two offers, Nike or Adidas. Nike, for sure. In terms of finding the new like the next Jerry, I think he's out there. I I really think he's out there. And I don't think it's that hard to find because once you're once you're carried by certain retailers, that also adds credibility. Like now I'm thinking of it more of like, you know, if you're a buyer and a merchandiser of like a high-end boutique. If I'm Nike and I'm looking at these boutiques and seeing who they carry or any other accounts that, you know, carry luxury brands, I might do some scoping. I'm like, hey, who's this guy? Okay, this guy, even though only has like four SKUs or like, you know, seven styles in that one season, they could see something in that. So they're just going to keep reinvesting in the new and then afterwards they'll just give away their their leftovers. And who's to say Nike isn't like having active projects, like hundreds of active projects, and only cha- and then only launching the ones that they see fit, right? And everyone else is under NDA because that's totally possible. Mm-hmm. You don't want that Nike smoke. That would actually be like soul crushing. <laughs> like no, honestly, like if if I got like a Nike deal. And then I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna work with Nike. And then they're just like, yeah, we're not gonna do it. I'd be like, but that, what? That, but that, but like, as, I'd hit rock bottom. But I like bounce a, back. But as like a Nike exec, you could imagine doing that, you know, to yeah. like to to, oh, for sure. to filter for sure. out it's as the like the maximum way. amount of creativity. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go back another sleep sleeper sneaker. I think really like niche within the space could have also been the kith nike air force one friends and family that's the friends and family the 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 tokyo ones is it the red ones with the with the monogram uh embossed i believe so yes yeah i thought they were pretty nice those are pretty crazy yeah Yeah. those those are really nice although i i said i'd never slander ronnie on here um, I didn't like the stuff that most recently dropped, like the Knicks, the New York Knicks. Oh, with the NBA? Yeah. Yeah, it just, it wasn't for me. Maybe because I hate the Knicks. Um, that's probably it. I, but yeah, I mean, like, that's probably it. But I just, like, I don't, like, do, you know what? The logo stuff was cool. Like, when they put, like, Kith in the Knicks logo, that was, that was really dope. I like that, but... Um, I don't know. I, I I usually go nuts for 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 all of the sneakers. This is the first time I ever felt like I looked at a Ronnie Fike sneaker and was like, eh, I don't need this. Like I like, there's no part of me that like even like wants to buy this, even if I had the chance. I think I'm just not in in the New York culture enough to really appreciate it. Yeah. If I lived if I lived in New York or something, I probably you would have fucked with it. You would have wanted that right now. Yeah. You want that You'd yesterday. You'd be wearing it's it. Like, it's like Raptor 4s or like Raptor 7s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like... You need those. It's like, if I, if I like, see a pair of those, I'm like, I fucking need them. Like, I need them. Like, yeah. 
So I hope that was, I mean, that was a pretty interesting talk going back to the Adidas Jerry yeah. thing. Well, how yeah, do you feel? I think, uh, Mikey, how do you feel? About, it about it seemed like exactly. it seemed like when, when we were talking through it, you're just like, he's like he's I like don't know. He's man. like, no, this is cannot <laughs> be. About, about, about what? About what part exactly? The more towards like the later half, I think, uh, when we were talking about how Nike is just wanting to be a leader, and then you know they're just gonna how know, they could cycle through, yeah. yeah, cycle through this creative and onto the next. Be a you know, be the real spearhead of it of creativity and innovation. I just, I just like, I get what you guys are saying. And I don't think like in principle, it's like that far off, but I just like, I don't believe that you can find like a Jerry Lorenzo that easy. And I don't believe you can find a Kanye West that easy. Like if look, we saw it when Kanye left, right? Have they gotten anybody since that has made you go, oh, this really like patches the Kanye hole for them. I, I haven't seen it. I sure as hell have not seen it. But and that's not saying that Nike doesn't do well in the. Couldn't you say that, like that? Couldn't you say that part of the reason why Kanye left that hole at Nike is because of the way that he left, and then after that, they actively seek not to have that happen again. Correct. You know, there's a part there's there's a part of me that yeah, kind of agrees with that. It's like he really made a stink about it. Um, it was a bad divorce. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I I also wonder, um, is <laughs> do they now give all these uh, collaborators like all these like non athletic collaborators? Do they now pay them royalties? Oh no! I I wonder that all all but, the like, time. Is imagine imagine if noise? like they now they hate dropped a fear of God one. Like similar to Red October, Damn. right? Like then it would be like, oh, this is Jerry Lorenzo. Oh my God, right? Yeah. Then you're gonna get some like major hype, but they'll never do it because they saw what happened. They'll never ever do it again. Yeah, true. You're actually right. Like about that. 2021 like, February, they're not going to shock drop the the red fear of gods. It's not going <laughs> to happen. The red November. You know, I, I, I wish that like we could see just just one more easy restock. Just give me one. Just, just give me <laughs> solars. Just give me solars. That's all I want. <laughs> give me one. No, I don't even want the twos, man. I don't even want the twos. I literally want the ones in like the tan colorway. The net, nice. the net ones. Yeah, I need them. You, you know, aside from the the forward facing, I mean, no, I should say for aside from the product, what I'm also curious about, and I, I love this about about fashion and people jump over to the next brand, is what's the marketing going to be like? What is oh, he going to? What is Jerry going to say? And how is he going to be speaking of Adidas after coming out of the? The Nike collaboration, because I feel like so much great video content is out there and great marketing on Nike's uh, part to tell the story of of him designing the Fog One and then the the air raids and all that stuff. So I wonder how the the marketing behind Adidas will go, because I feel like it does it does lack. I just want someone to come out with the dopest four D shoe. Just have like the four D sole and just like make something crazy with it. Like that needs more attention. Yeah, you you've been a big fan of the 4D. 
I love the Fortin stuff. It, yeah. Have you have you ever tried a pair on? Yeah. I've never tried them on. Yeah. Are they comfortable? Like, imagine they, imagine really uh, it's imagine Boost but more stable. You know how like if you have more a stable. like a Boost shoe like say. Like a pure boost, like the original ones, how you put your foot on it and like it shakes and wobbles around, like side to side. Yeah. Forty is that is like the same amount of plushness, but way more stable. It doesn't shake around because it's solid. Huh. Wow. That's so that's so really kind of flop. Like at the beginning, people were like, "This is unbelievable!" Like it's three D printed, and then they were just like, "Yeah, we don't give a shit about this anymore." They're like, like "Oh, it's four hundred dollars, like too much." Oh yeah, that's what happened. The novelty, the novelty of the four of the three D printed soul wore off very, very, very quickly. Same thing with like, uh, and funny because we were talking about sustainability, but the the parley, the parley. Oh Disney, yeah, parley. Uh, yeah, the the parley. Uh, Adidas like the the NMD. Yeah, and the Ultra Boost. The Ultra Boost. Yeah, like all, all that. That wore off so quickly people are like recycle water bottles and then like the next week people are like nope. get this out of my face i don't want it and then now it's like every single sale for the rest of eternity is gonna have a, a few pairs of, of that shoe that they've been trying to move for the last three years every retailer has some you know what i think was a missed opportunity um on adidas's part and i think the collaboration could have gone a little better it was the noah and adidas collaboration that fell flat for me. Did you ever see it? It fell so flat that we haven't seen it. Uh. <laughs> I I literally don't know what that looks. Are you like. a no? Are you a no? Are you a Noah fan? Anyone here a Noah fan? I I love Noah. Oh, it was the SL seventy two. Well, even the clothing and as well as the shoes, you know. It just. <sighs> yeah, I really like. Them. I think you could have done a lot like with Noah especially with sustainability. They have such a big, big, big uh, push on it. Um, Brian, who, who's, uh, who's in design, and Corey, who's also, you know, helping out. They make a really big push to do it, and I was surprised to, to not see anything that had a focus on there. So. Well, I mean, it is, like, they, the shoes are made out of recycled material. Y- yes, um, but how's the story as well? Like I saw that yeah, shit on like sale, and like I'm just like, oh come on! Like Noah to me is like, whoo, that's that's when you grow up from Supreme. <laughs> it really is. It's growing up Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> it's grown. It's essentially grown up Supreme. Grown up Supreme. That is about as, That is about as accurate as it gets. Is yeah, it's uh, it's grown up Supreme. But the um, like I'm looking at it now. Like it wasn't bad. I like it. But yeah, I mean. Is it Adidas marketing that's lacking? Is I think that's so. what it is. That's what I think. It's Adidas yeah. marketing. It is. But like, you know, I mean, if they can poach Jerry Lorenzo, like, can't they like fucking get somebody from the Nike marketing team to come over or somewhere? <laughs> it's facts. It's facts. Like, I mean, like they they just they just got one of one of Nike's poster boys. Like, come on, I'm sure you can you can hire a Harvard grad or something. Like, it, it can't be that <laughs> difficult. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's it is the marketing, it's the storytelling that sets Nike apart from uh from Adidas. It's almost like the like the the Rolex and Omega, you know. That it there will always be those parallels, always be yeah. those two brands, Rogers versus Bell, all that stuff. Puma versus Adidas. Rogers versus Bell, very Canadian. Very Canadian. <laughs> 
gotta gotta keep it Canadian. Come on. Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. Loblaws versus Price Chopper. Oh, uh, you know what I'm. Yo, honestly, I haven't seen a price chopper in a really long time. Last one just closed, actually. Still around? Last one just closed. Price chopper, are you guys really? Yeah, they're done. Done, done. I was I was gonna I was gonna say price chopper, are you guys doing okay? But I mean you just answered the question for me. They're not doing okay. Uh, Yikes. <laughs> not good. Yeah, RIP to price chopper. I think it's like food basics now. Right? Yeah, it's food basics it's now. Good. Crazy. But yeah. Love groceries. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yo, I'm still waiting for the, the grocery podcast. Now. Yeah, I know. I'm still waiting for the no frills, uh, no frills collaborations. Come on, I've been taking, I've taken like two, two or three photos in no frills now. You got to yeah. get me on as like a, as like yeah. a poster as boy. a marketer. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I've seen Ed's uh, no frills <laughs> posts, and I thought they were all the same fucking one. I <laughs> I thought that it was just a bunch of different like, just just I was just seeing the same post over and over again. I'm like, why the hell do I keep on seeing this picture on the timeline? And then I look I looked at the Instagram and I'm like, oh, oh shit. shit, he's taking three pictures at no <laughs> Come on, I need I need groceries. Essential business. Yeah, the 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 no frills uh their album. Bang, man. <laughs> that album goes nuts. Their anime. Did you see like the, the anime that they came out as like a like what was it? I think it was just an ad. Crazy. Get Springs and Thread on there. Come on. We'll be happy to do a podcast yeah. in no frills. I, I think I think they should be our first sponsor. I think so too. I think so too. Or e- either them or it should be like uh, something that's like very podcast oriented, like SeatGeek or like Blue Apron or something. I don't know why I'm giving them free promo right now. You really are. I know. But, I should, yeah, bl- I should bleep that out. Red Apron. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like one of those very one of those very podcast oriented ones that has nothing to do with the podcast. Like one of those like uh, one of those resume. Oh gosh, I'm <laughs> Grammarly. Come on. The writing app. <laughs> Grammarly yeah. all the way. Anyways, let's let's oh, not let, let's let's not do the product placements yet. We we need to actually yeah, you know, yeah, get there, yeah, monetize yeah, all of it. We need to collect yeah. some funds before exactly, we do that. Exactly, exactly. Um, that was your free one, guys. You know? <laughs> You're welcome. Next one's we, not free. We just gave you a preview of what of what it's gonna look like. Yeah. Or sound like. Movement um, watches, please do not reach out. Daniel Wellington, please do not reach out. I will not oh, need that. Yeah, no, I, there's not a chance in hell I'm ever putting a 15% off coupon <laughs> code in my bio. So don't don't bother. <laughs> don't even don't even think about it. Fashion Nova, you can get the <laughs> fuck out of my face. <laughs> yeah. We've actually rejected a, yeah. a ton of those brands before we move on to the next topic. Is there are a lot of those brands out there. If they've reached out, it's just no. Not no. today. Yeah. Can we just like get can we get one cool one? Yes. Like, just please. one time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like instead of it being like, hey, like, uh <laughs> can, can you plug us in can you plug us in the podcast? We pay our workers nothing. <laughs> like that's that, that's the DM. That's the DM. We pay our workers nothing. Can we pay you money to put us on the podcast? No. No. No, you can't. Please. No. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, any any prospective um, sponsors, just know that uh, we're 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 gonna dig India. We're really gonna yeah. 
I mean, not not if you're cool, but yeah. I mean, if you're shitty, we're we'll, you'll hear we're it. We're gonna we're gonna oh we're gonna we're gonna call you out. Yeah, we're we're gonna start we're, we're gonna start getting to him for sure. Um, one more piece of sneaker related news, actually. Uh, the Matthew M. Williams mm. Nike Zoom MMW yes. Four. Man, that just rolls off the tongue. Wow, so yeah, smoothly. That that, sh- that shit is really long, man. Um, I love the look. I love the technology, the R and D. The only thing I don't like, and I love the color too. Ooh, nice. Only thing Very I don't like color. would be that damn price tag. I just cannot bring myself to ever do that. It's it is a very beautiful sneaker. Um, you know what it kind of reminds me of? The ISPA uh, Road Warrior. Yes. The sole, yes, yes. But the 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 sole uh, with the way that it extends out in the back, kind of reminds me of. Uh, what's it called? Remember when Adidas did that really ridiculous sneaker with like the the prongs coming out of the sole? It was like supposed to be the running shoe, where it was like oh god. Oh, the I spring blades. Remember. Yeah, the spring blade. The spring blade. This guy knows. Such a ridiculous. What a ridiculous concept. Uh, oh <laughs> yes. Kinda, <laughs> the back of the shoe kind of reminds me of that for some reason. I remember when the these were on the shelves. And, yeah, and I was. Yeah, they were they were on shelves for a really long time. I was like, I think I even saw um, it at some outlets. I was like, what is going on here? Apparently, they were good to run in, but I just feel like people didn't give them a chance because they're like, why would I do this to myself? Like, there's so many other sneakers that I could run in. Hey, they came out with those Rick Owen spring blades, and those were real good. Really? Yeah, there was a Rick Owen spring blade, and then Rick Owen's Tech Runners. So sick. They did Rick Owen Superstars. Fire. Huh. Darius, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at these right now, dude. Me too. These, these are a very big pass for me. I'm, I'm passing on these. Not about them? Not the spring blades nah, for dude, me. I ha- the spring blades are ridiculous. They're ridiculous. You know, you know what, um, you know what Rick Owen sneaker, I think, really uh, was unbelievable and ahead of its time was when they did the adidas collab and it was like the it was like the one with like the split sole you know what i'm talking about where it was it was tech runner i can't remember what it was it the tech runner, tech runner yeah, 2 yeah. It was the second one yes 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 that shoe was ahead of its time fire and i remember at the time people were like this is ugly but i mean it really seems like it's influenced like quite a few sneakers throughout the years. Like it's yeah, it's like the OG chunky platform, really yep. avant-garde sneaker. And then yes, what can you say? Look at that, Grand Poppy <laughs> Rick. Where, look at where we are in twenty twenty. Grand Poppy Rick, you see the influence in the uh, that the MMW, the giant front <laughs> pod. There you go. Amazing. The big heel. That's Papa Rick right there. <laughs> you guys are what? What's the term? Rick boys? What's uh? A Rick what's, Rick Owens head. Rick Owens head. Um, or or the meme is like all all this Rick got me mortified. Oh <laughs> damn! Do you? Ru- I, I, Rick, all, all I feel Rick like Mikey should run a meme page. Yeah. 
I really I do think Mikey should. I used to have I used to have some Rick stuff, but not anymore. Not anymore. I I don't I don't I don't think that uh, I can run a meme page, man. No, that's a lot it's of effort. Just, it's too exhausting. Like it's just like, dude, like yeah, because 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 you are running around everywhere with the best customer service, right? Right, Mikey. I I I really am running around everywhere with the best customer service. Yeah, like, I'll come le- on. Yeah, come I will on. leave it I, at that. I, 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 I went to go. I went to go. Uh, let's just say it was a product. It was a product of some sort. I was supposed to meet up with this person at six o'clock today to sell this product to him. Uh, he texts me at three thirty saying that he's on his way to the meetup point, like as if I would just be there by chance or something. Not didn't even ask me if I was there. And I still showed up. Great. That customer is customer service. service. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Get, get at me, Amazon. You would do <laughs> You would do Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos is going to clip every order <laughs> I make for the rest of my life. Hey, Jeff Bezos. I'm going to be trying to buy, I'm going to be trying to buy socks. I'm going to get like. Declined. Worms. Just a can, just a can of worms. Oh, jeez. Sent to my house. Be terrible. <laughs> um. Oh, since uh, I know we haven't spoken watches yet, I want to—I definitely <laughs> want to get to that before we before we wrap up. We've been talking about sneakers for like an hour. Yeah, <laughs> this is a this is a very sneaker oriented pod. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. But uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo broke everybody in Toronto's hearts uh, this yeah this week. He signed he signed a two hundred and gajillion dollar extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. Five years, uh, the biggest extension in history, if I'm not mistaken. And um, he wore a, a Cassia. 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 Well, okay, you know what? I'm gonna let Darius come in. Darius. Yeah, I'm gonna let Darius come in on this. Like Cassia. He was wearing Cassia. the. Uh, he was wearing the Audemars Piguet Royal Oak Offshore Diver, black. Yes. Good watch. Hey. Very good watch. That's what I was going to say, too. It's a great watch. Correct me if I'm wrong, Darius. Was there a time that you were able to get a Royal Oak Offshore for under retail? Or Probably. close to retail? Because I, I, I feel like that's... I don't want to say sleeper, but I feel like that was actually one of the most, more attainable um, AP models. Yeah, versus was, of, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, people forget that watches haven't been this hot the entire time ever right like fun fact the original royal oak the series a took two years to sell out they only made like a thousand units so it's not it's not always been super hot but Giannis, get someone get that boy rm soon he's got the money for it he does he's got the connections too right this is a very big watch moment because he doesn't wear watches like ever. Yeah. Um, he's always wearing like the the wristband, like yeah. the, the elastic band, and uh, you know, I mean, if you're if you're signing a two hundred and fifty million dollar deal, aren't you gonna wear a, a nice little timepiece? So. He probably got something. Got what's something, the something. what's the RP on there? Forty. Forty something. I don't know. Sorry, thirty thirty something ish. Thirty something. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was like, I'm pretty sure, like, for it's a while, I, I did see that, like, they're pretty attainable. Yeah, it's not I too bad. I did see it on, on, on a few wrists uh, downtown exclusively. Yeah. So. 
It's it's a nice piece. <laughs> Great piece. Down downtown exclusively. Exclusively, yeah. I, exclusively I was, I was around some some circles and I'm just peeking at the wrist. You know, I was like, oh, okay. Well, th- there's another offshore. Uh, okay. Another offshore. Oh, another offshore. There's an IWC. Okay, cool. Flyback chronograph. You know. AP. You know, if you guys want to sponsor me. Uh, I'm not even gonna go that far. <laughs> I know my place, sir. <laughs> sir, tough. I know my place. That one's tough. Cublo, if you guys want to sponsor me, I, cool. I, I, I gotta start off with like Oris you, you or like what? Seiko yeah. at least, right? You Seiko. Has, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I, I know we just said that we won't take these sponsorships, but I might as well just start at the basement. MVMT, hit me up. <laughs> I, I just stuck my middle finger at uh, at Mikey. Not doing that, sir. We're we will get you, you know, something worth it because I think there's so much value um, that you can get from watches. It doesn't have to be a movement or Daniel Wellington. It could be something under five hundred or something under a thousand dollars, right? And I think that that's kind of it's kind of really nice to sometimes think about, you know, you see all these expensive watches. Well, what's what's a great watch? Um, I'm going to hand it over to Darius first. Yeah. If we you, were, we yeah. were going to do the segment, $1,000 or less, best watch you can buy. Yes. Do you want me to start or you to start, Ed? No, I want you to start. You want me to start? You... Okay. This is a very, very oddball, curveball. Swatch System 51. Uh, not the Hodinkee No, uh, just collapse? a regular one. Regular. Whichever color floats your boat. You got like a hundred bucks. You got a watch on your wrist. There you yeah. go. And you can watch the, the, the seconds hand do, do a sweep. Exactly. Yeah. Un, not even under a thousand. Under a hundred bucks. That is really a great watch. M- Mikey, if, if you do have the time right now, you know, you can refresh, go on, you know, Google and search it up. Let us know your thoughts. Is, uh, the the Swatch, uh, sorry, I, I, I forgot the name of it. Right? System 51. <laughs> that, that was that was the uh, watch that they did with Hodinkee as well. Yeah, right? yeah. But the GR, it's, so to speak. It's a, it's a, dope, it's a dope watch. It's a, it's a dope watch. It comes it's, in like uh, a million colors. You know what? You know what? What I think of when I see it what is, do you think um, of? it almost in in some ways looks like if you were to like draw a watch on like a two D, like like a two D character. Yeah. That that's what the watch looks like, and that's not a diss at all. It, it's like very. It's very. It's like, like it's like simplicity and form. Yes, yes, I really like it. I, like, I love, I love it. I, I was thinking, really... uh, I was thinking about this question earlier, and I was thinking, like, something from Braun, like, very, very, like, pure design. But mm-hmm. then it's like, this Swatch is even more pure of a design than anything Braun has made, because Swatch is, like, essentially a watch brand. Braun is not. Correct. Bra- Those Braun watches are pretty nice, by the way. They're great they're well designed obviously yeah. if evolved. you want to take a look at those um, um mikey for, for oh, those lis- yeah, yeah so for those listening that'd be the brand b-r-a-u-n yeah like great yeah very very similar very yeah very similar. similar design i was very much thinking of that like pared down modern design 
Mm-hmm. Oh, don't they like also make like appliances? Ovens appliances, or yeah. <laughs> Calculators. Are they German? Are they based in Germany? Awesome. Um, what's they the are a brand most well known. Some design nerd, call me out on this, but it's very much like a Data Rams, esque mm. aesthetic. Very modern design. You, you guys are gonna be very uh, surprised when you hear that I actually have a take on this. Go yes. for it. Um, yes. The please. One, the please. Under one thousand dollar watch. Um, so I, you know, I I did a little bit of research just because I was like, okay, like what kind of watches can you get uh, under a thousand dollars? And uh, the one for me that uh, really stood out um, that I think has like the most timeless look, and uh, you can really wear with with like a lot, is the Tissot. Uh, is it's the Powermatic, Powermatic 80? 80 silicum, I believe. Yeah. Damn. He did, his homework. It's a dope. <laughs> he did his homework. It's 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 a it's a dope watch. Uh I I really I really do like it. It's it's again like a very simple looking watch, but definitely, you know, you could put it on your wrist and it looks I, I would say it looks more expensive than it actually is. I mean I'm not too sure what uh, retail on that is, uh Darius, do you know? I have no idea. I, I will for for anyone that's into watches. I will say one thing: that is a great watch because if I remember correctly, it does use a silicone hairspring. Yeah, uh, silicone in the name. Yeah. Yep, and it's and that's something, and we've spoken about. I think we spoke about that last week, but that's something you'll typically find in more higher grade movements. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a dope watch, man. Very nice. Big fan. At your uh, one thousand yeah. under one thousand. Okay, so when when this kind of came up in in the group chat, I wasn't really thinking about the most versatile. For some reason, during that state, I was thinking of the most apocalyptic watch. Maybe because in twenty twenty we we've gone through so much, you know, so to speak. Right. So I was trying to think about a watch that would last through 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 something you know catastrophic something that could work and kind of navigate you through through life um and the watch i ended up picking was actually a g-shock so it's a casio g-shock i don't know the reference let's see if i can even find it um but basically this casio g-shock is a mudmaster um and it has basically an abc which is altimeter barometer and compass um, so it can navigate you through the woods. It's on this crazy orange, you know, resin strap. Very kind of rugged, very utilitarian. And that's my pick. Right now they have it at Canada's Hudson's Bay for just under $360. Um, I th- think it's a pretty good cop in terms of something that, you know, if, if you are someone that has a little more active lifestyle definitely something you can consider there was one more watch actually that uh i saw on hudson's bay actually this morning uh now you bring up hudson's bay and it was um damn it what what i think i think it's like the G, the g-shock it's like the 5000 is like the square one right you're talking about the all metal like, yes the all metal like the like the you know, like, I, I like the look of that watch. I don't really like it in rubber, but 
uh, very cool alternative to you know the Cassio that we've spoken on so many times here. Um, <laughs> G-Shock, <laughs> you'll, you'll get one. The, the, you'll get one, Mikey. The watch that comes up every week. I almost like it more than the than the Casio because I I do like that digital, um, you know, look to it. Uh, even though it is like all metal. So that that's that's another one for sure. I think that one was like six hundred bucks. Or Before I share my comments on that. Darius, what what did you think about my pick? I like it. I mean, it's very it's a very very specific watch. You know, mm-hmm. like you will never catch me wearing a Mudmaster. Like it's just not that's just not me. Yeah, you I don't could, think for my wrist could, either. Yeah, I mean, like you could catch me wearing the a Timex. You could catch me wearing System Fifty One. Like these are things I would wear. Mm-hmm. Mudmaster, so specific, but also like essentially indestructible so for being like an apocalyptic watch or apocalypse watch makes total sense got it so mikey with regards to your pick your second pick of of the all metal you know 5000 series g-shock i actually think that's more true to the dna and i do like that one more than the uh, the cassie oak yeah it, That's my it, take it on it. It feels right. It, you know what I mean? Like, it feels right. Um, I, I didn't even know that this watch existed up until this morning. Uh, but, it, fe- it yeah, it definitely feels right. Like, it doesn't feel like it's, like, a force. Like, and not to say that the Casio feels forced. No. Like, it's still very cool. But, yeah, it, it definitely feels, uh, you know, um, in line with the DNA that, that you expect from g-shock even though it is all metal which is you know a little different than you would expect from from them for the most part mm-hmm. i like that watch it, a lot i wanted to get one too but isn't it interesting that um could could you say 2020 in watches uh, especially more in the affordable market has been heavily designed around um ap and it's and it's uh success number one we talk about the blue dials being very popular in 2020 also, with that, it's not like G-Shock's going to do a blue dial. So why don't we kind of curate something that resembles, you know, the Gerald Genta uh, design aesthetic? You know who I saw this week wearing a, on just on Instagram, wearing a Casio? Rick Ross. Oh. You can me, join. You can really? join. You can be on Rick Ross's level, Mikey. What? Rick Ross with a Casio. With the conversion, it was, it or was, no? It wasn't. It wasn't an AP. It was no, actually a Casio. Wow, Rick Ross, man. You could be Rick Ross. Now I really need one. You can be on that level. <gasps> oh, we gotta see. That's a that's a TA. I'll find. I'll find it for you guys. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know if this is like now that I'm looking at this watch a little more. I don't know if this is like a stupid take. But, um, yeah, I guess the shape is different, but like, it's almost like a, like, like a Patek Philippe. Which one? Which one? It's, it's like a digital Patek Philippe. <laughs> the, the Full Metal 5000. Like, not really. Like, it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same. But I mean, like, to me, like, it, like, while there is like the Casio, it's like, this is that, this is the version of that. Like this is as close as as Casio is ever gonna make. It's the closest it'll come. Yeah, Facts. exactly. Like it's not. 
It's not the same, but it's close. Like, especially, like, with the shape and everything. You know what I mean? Like, that whole, like, kind of, like, small, squarish. Yeah. You know what's incredible? The fact that this watch, you know they they make a gold one? They made one in solid gold. Yep. I love that they actually did this, and it's, like, the most absurd thing ever. Yeah. Did that come out in 2019 or or 2020? When did that come out? I think it was 2019. 2019. The, uh, the, The gold one is dookie. (laughs) <laughs> but imagine that in like actual solid gold right they made yeah. that like incredible insane Gotta I'm, love not Cassio. Fan, I'm not a fan of this one no, no. I, I, I do like the black though the black is whew. black's nice the black is very nice I like the, yeah, the, the, black, the the black is super dope when I think about black watches I think about the all ceramic Speedmaster. And Great I think watch. about the Tudor. What was it also ceramic that that uh, reference? The Black Bay or the Fast Rider? I think it was what you just said in the latter. The Chronograph? No, 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 no. It's like a. I thought it maybe it wasn't ceramic. Man, I don't know. It comes on like a like a nylon, not nylon strap. Let's see. Tudor. Black Bay is uh Black Bay Dark is PPD. Black Bay Dark. It's PVD. Yep. I think about that when I think about um, all black watches. I love that watch. Especially so the, cool. uh, the Speedmaster. Oh, that's a, that's a cool one. All right. Yeah, watch cool. of the year time? Yeah, I'm down. I, I can go first. Yeah, do go first. Yeah. Um, we've talked about it before in a previous podcast. It was really great and exciting when we spoke about it and that was when to uh not to holy crap when uh rolex uh you know came out with the new submariner with the new specs from 40 millimeters to 41 slimming down those maxi lugs um and as well giving us some new dial variants so we had the blueberry which was in white gold um you know bracelet and case with the blue bezel and a black dial correct that is white gold. White gold, yeah. Um, and then afterwards we had, which is my favorite, which is the Starbucks. So stainless steel case and bracelet with a green bezel um, and a black dial. The 126610LV. There we go. And it's my pick because unlike the Hulk, I feel like it's a lot more wearable. Um, and it's just enough green where it doesn't, it, it's not crazy in your face. Uh, I'll be honest. I had, have not had this in hand, but based off, you know, photos, I think it's a really tasteful way to execute this pop of color. And that's why I'm going with it. Also added, um, that it's with the new 41 millimeter case with the slim down lugs. I think it's a great everyday watch if you can get your hands on it. If you could. Yeah. With the new movement, it's fantastic. Yes. 70 hour power reserve, 3235 movement. It's a next generation movement, so good. And then the serochrome bezel. Oh, yes. Fade resistant will essentially never change color. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a watch that you could wear to do anything mm-hmm. and it will survive. I do like the Bakerlite, uh, as I think it was Bakerlite, the, the bezels back in the day, um, just because of the aging. But I think in modern terms, you do want something that's more durable and maybe you don't want that level of, you know, that level of age that you'll get 
like you see when you see a tropical dials. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Think, things have been under that Vietnam sun. But yeah, exactly. that's my pick. That's my pick. Very dope. My, uh, Mikey takes on that one. And your pick? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I do have a take on this one. All right. Um, for for me, it's either the the Vacheron uh, Louvre uh, collab. Damn. That was that was insane. You got uh, expensive taste, that. sir. You got you got expensive. I'm not, I'm not a I'm not a huge watch guy, but that that like that that blew me away. Like I I think I think about that watch like three times a week. I'm literally just like wow, like they really did that. Either that. Um, but the more affordable pick, and I, I really think that I have to give it to this, um, is the uh, Hodinkee, uh, John Mayer, uh, G-Shock, uh, the, the G-Shock Ref uh, 6900, 6900, I believe. Um, to me, it's, it's watches like these that are, that are really going to make the watch market pop off. Um, it's these collaborations, um, as an outsider looking in, especially, uh, it's just like this, it's stuff like this that is going to make it, even if it's not as that, that accessible to people, it's going to make it extremely popular, um, and make it so much more coveted than it already is, which, you know, is, it's, it's insane. The, the demand for, for timepieces like within the community right now. But, um, yeah, like, like collaborations like these, like the stuff that Hodinkee's doing and, 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 you know, like even like a smaller, like cheaper G-Shock like this, like the sky's the limit for, for the watch market. And, and, uh, and, and this is really something that can catapult it to, to a completely different level. Cool. I like your take. I just searched it up. That Louvre, Louvre watch from Vachon Constant was real life. (laughs) Realize the price of two hundred and eighty thousand euros on auction, one of one. Yeah, you leveled oh up God. Mikey's. Uh, yeah, you leveled up Mikey's taste. Darius. He, he, he oh was like, God. he's like, oh, this is like so stuffy. And then he saw that, and it's like, what is possible? What's done? And you're like, oh my God, this is insane. Yeah, no, it was just it's. It's absurd. That's like unfair. what's possible. Like it's, it's it's un it's unfair that like people can't get their hands on stuff like that or experience it yeah like i'm never gonna see that watch in my life but oh my god i'm gonna think about it like yeah (laughs) you're gonna think about what could have been like what which artwork you would have chosen to put on that exactly exactly the moment that darius told me hand painted i was sold (laughs) i was sold with the the no money in my bank account i was like all two dollars damn yeah all right, and 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 now it's time for the exactly heavy hitters the heavy hitters, All Darius. Right. I mean, I think we covered this like for two seconds on the pod, but I, I think this watch is incredible. It is the world is waiting. It's by the it's by Audemars Piguet. It is the Code Eleven Fifty Nine Grand mm-hmm. Sonnery Carillon Super Sonnery. Yes. Uh, Mikey, do you do you know um, the the watch he's talking about? I literally went to go Google it, but thank God Darius just sent it in. Don't worry, I got you. That is that is such a long ass name for a watch. Yeah, and I I hope this lives up to the hype. Oh, 
Oh, God damn. Can we talk so, about the original Code 11, the controversy, yes, yes. So, and then roll oh, it into this? There's a lot of reasoning behind this. Like, I've thought about this one. Okay. So, the world is listening. Why, why I love this watch so much. So, it's the Code 1159, which, is, which represents a huge milestone for Audemars Piguet. You know, they're, they're, they're heavily criticized for being like Royal Oak brand. They, may, they have a lot of history and a lot of great product, but people criticize them for having only Royal Oak as their main offering. And when it was launched in 1972, it was like a complete shift in the watch industry. And people said that they were going to fail. It was a make it or break it moment in their, in their history. And it has obviously been a make it moment where Royal Oak is now the pinnacle of success for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. 1159 echoes that, where it's a complete shift in Audemars Piguet's direction. And the Code 1159 was not received well, similar to how Royal Oak was not received well. Royal Oak Offshore was not received well. Code 1159 was not received well. And now they have made such an effort to make this watch and make this family into a strong product that they're putting everything they have behind it. And that's perfectly exemplified with this Grand Sonnery, Super Sonnery. Because having a minute repeater and a Sonnery in a watch is something that is incredible if you've ever heard or get the opportunity to hear a minute repeater or a grand oh. sonnery super sonnery it's crazy because it's a watch a mechanical timepiece that you push a button or a lever and it rings out the time to you it'll ring it out to you in with bells and chimes and gongs and this is a mechanical timepiece like keep in mind right so they they have this completely new family of watches mm-hmm that no one believed in when they came out. And no. now they're putting in the big guns behind it in the Grand Sonnery carry-on Super Sonnery. And they even put in the Super Sonnery concept behind it where they have their proprietary sounding box to make it clearer, to make it sound better. And you can't talk about APO without talking dial work. Yes. This dial, this Super Sonnery, this piece, there's five in the world ever to be produced and the dial is hand enameled by a swiss enameler her name escapes me right now but i'm gonna find it by (coughs) anita porsche so they made three dials for purchase of the five the remaining two can be made in anything the purchaser wishes incredible like they're putting the big guns behind this piece and they truly believe in their product and i want them to succeed in this product so bad that's what i saw with this release as well it's like mikey i'll just kind of give you some some uh, context when the code 11 first came out the internet went crazy because number one it was such a far departure from what people know it as like a like an like an ap royal oak number two is people even said it looks like a fossil watch it looks like a michael kors watch it looks like a fashion watch like the uh, original code 11 yeah the original code 11 those were the comments that were read. But to do this, and I think it's such a big flex. I think this is, um, um, you know, I want to say big dick energy. but That's what, that's that's, what it is. Man. That's, that's what, what it, it is, is, right? And it's like, hey, you guys that laughed or you guys that didn't get it, check this shit out. 
And then it's like, okay. Got it. They've been dropping bangers on this family. Yes. Bangers after bangers. But this is like the granddaddy of all of it. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. I just, you know, like Darius was talking about how like it rings out the time to you. And all I can think about is like, I'm just waiting for a rapper to rap like, I got a motherfucking bell tower on my wrist. Like, whoa, what a flex. You got a bell tower on your wrist? Like, come on, man. You know what's crazy? You know what's what's crazy? The thing is, with a minute repeater, you can activate it on on demand, right? This watch, this code 1159, you you have that function. But you can also have it ring out just the hours to you automatically. Or you can turn that function off. This is a mechanical watch, That's guys. That's so nuts. That's so crazy. Like, how do you even put that inside of a watch with springs in it? Like, that's so ridiculous. How much is this watch? Who know? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> no, like I, like, I need to know because, like, it has to be, like, a million dollars, right? Like, how Let's much? Let's find is- out. I think it's one of... Like, it has to be, like, a million dollars. Like, it has to be. I'm pretty sure it's not. The amount of handiwork that goes into that. Uh, I was going to say, do we know, like, how long one one takes? Is it three years? I think it's going to be, like, over a year to produce. Crazy. Uh, Crazy. This is... um, Yes. Swiss ranks, 710,000. Yeah, so I was, I was just about on the money with that one. You just yeah. about. Damn. Whoa. But that's, that's what makes this hobby so... Some, it's just like, I could do it, so I'll do it. And yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, but then there's people like us where it's like, I can't do it, so I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't. Literally cannot. <laughs> I literally cannot. Yeah, and like these, this dial that they do, and like they're all different because there's only five of them. They enamel the dial first, which is in and of itself difficult to have an enamel like that, where it's so rich in color and it's it's, it's the depth in color. It's not just like a plain black or white. They enamel it. They lay down the 24 karat gold leaf and then enamel it again. Like the amount of failure for this to happen, like there's so much things that could go wrong. Like dial seconds? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So crazy. I think that's I that's my top watch of the year. I mean the banger. other the other one that I was I was thinking of was the um the double the double split chronograph turbion by Longa. Mm. But I think that's something like okay, Longa has made a triple split and they've made turbions and made double split turbions before. Correct. And it's something that's not, like, groundbreaking for the brand. Mm-hmm. It's not something it's, that's, like, insane for me. It's another, okay, that's, like, that's a great that's like That's a hot watch, Safe, but it's not, yeah. like, crazy. In a similar vein, AP just recently came out with the ceramic openwork double balance wheel. Again, mm-hmm. banger watch, super hot. But also, like, they've done openwork and they've done ceramic before. Yeah, and you're looking to push the list. I mean, not the list, sorry. Like you're looking to limit. push the boundary, right? Yeah, you exactly. want to push the limits with this. Yeah. Mikey, could you ever imagine yourself with one on the wrist? 
One day. One day, right? It's only a matter of time, gentlemen. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> For sure. For sure. It'll only take me a million more meetups with guys that don't know <laughs> how to set an appointment. <laughs> Yikes. Mikey, can you tell me the difference between this color and this color? <laughs> the difference between uh, blue and uh, navy? Hey, uh, what's Sir? the difference between royal and blue? Because, what, what's uh, a royal I'm blue? On the website that it says blue and not royal, so uh, I think uh, it's you're fake, bro. to scam me here. Uh, no, I think that you're wasting my time, and I'm never going to sell anything to you ever again. But do you have Jubilees? Ever. Oh, I have Jubilees, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got those. Jubilee bracelet. <laughs> Yeah, um, we we had we wanted to include one one final little segment um, for those of you listening. Of, <laughs> yeah, for those of you listening, uh, our top three last minute Christmas gifts. Um, I have no idea what these guys are gonna say. I don't know if Darius is going to tell people to buy a royal oak or not. <laughs> um, I I really don't know, and I'm I'm kind of scared of the way this segment's gonna go because I still don't think I have a list. But uh, you guys can go first, and then I'll figure it out along the way. I'll go right, second. Ed. You will go second. Oh. Oh. oh, yeah, I'll go second. I'll go second. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, number one, we're gonna tie this whole podcast together. Number one, a wolf watchbinder. Wolf. Okay, so watchbinder. Let's talk about that. Good, bad. Your stance. My stance, what? I have my watches in a watch finder because I'm too lazy to set them. <laughs> that, that's my stance. Uh, okay. Is it necessary? No. Is it good for the movement? Maybe not. Is it bad for the movement? Maybe not. Right? It's really up in the air. Some people say it's bad for the movement because you're overwinding the watch. You know, you're not letting it wind down. If I'm wearing my watch and it's my only watch and I wear it every day, you're same essentially doing as, the same thing. Same thing, yeah. is it not? Yeah. So. So where can people get this? Can they get that, get it on Amazon? Do they have to go somewhere special to get one? Probably, you can probably get it on Amazon. I haven't really looked into getting one. Um, but Wolf Watchwinder is sort of like a, like the brand standard for watchwinders. Essentially, what you want to be able to do with a winder is make sure it's bidirectional, so it rotates both ways, and you can set the number of rotations per day. If it's always rotating one day, that's a problem. Number two gift, um, sneaker cleaning set by Jason Mark. Ooh, I like Jason Mark too. <laughs> or Rejuvenator, either one, yeah. both of them. Um, nice. I have a set, you know, easy to clean. Just don't mess up your shoes. I'll say one thing for, for all the GTA listeners. I use Jason Mark and I buy all my cleaning kits from Omomo, which is like a Japanese, uh, what can you say? Not a convenience. Like just a market. Market. Just a market. Right? Just a marketplace. They got really affordable brushes for like three dollars. You have like a you'll you can find some that are like medium and and soft. Yeah. Just do it there. That's what I do. Yeah. It's the most economical way. I feel like a Asian grandmother when I pull those ones out. Anyways, that's all I gotta say. And then number three, I really don't know what number three is. What's gonna be? So I'm gonna say system fifty one. Cool. Nice watch. Yes. Buy one. If you don't know what to get, get one of those. Get them get someone a watch on their wrist. You're kind of making me want to buy one. I'm not gonna lie, but I don't need. I don't need one. I don't need another watch. Three gifts, easy. 
Okay. So, similar to you, I also have like a, f- a few watch-related things. But let's cover sneakers first. I think number one, a perfect gift to get would be shoe trees. Um, it's really great for sneakers. And even if you have any sort of like brown boots, um, I swear by them. Uh, I have probably, I only have, I don't have a lot, but if you can get those wooden ones like made of cedar or some other wood, really great, um, really keeps the shape um, of the shoe, uh, especially in the toe. So I really like it. Do, do and it keeps that stink have... out. Oh, yes. If you get the especially cedar ones, it keeps that stink out. Yes. Do you guys own, you know, shoe trees and do you guys use them? Darius uh, says yes. I have some, I have some shoe trees. Um... I would like to apologize to Chris Clytomanos, um, because I'm not going to lie, I kind of saw him put uh, some shoe trees in a pair of boots that he had, and I was like laughing at him for it, even though I do own shoe trees. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like this is the time to apologize to Chris <laughs> for... Uh, for clowning for, him? For, please, please for forgive him. him. Yeah. I'm on the shoe trees because... He's an adult and he's acting like one. And yeah, I got you. Second gift I would say is a, a leather watch roll that holds um, about three three to five watches. Um, I think these are really great, especially if you have, you know, a pretty great collection of three watches that you rotate from, and you might not know where to put them. You don't want to put them in like a bed on your bedside table, or you don't own a watch box or anything. Of that nature. So a leather watch roll. You can get them from Amazon. They won't be the best quality leather, full disclosure. But you can do some shopping with other brands. Um, I've seen some pretty good ones on eBay. Um, just looking at the leather quality and everything. Those can run you maybe about 50 to $70 um, for a pretty decent one. I really like them. I don't own a leather watch roll. I, I do have a watch box that, that holds... Um, my timepieces, but it'd be a really great gift. Yeah. Darius, have, what do you, what do you feel about those? I think I don't have a watch roll either. Um, but like I have individual travel cases for my watches and I think, you know what? A lot of people in the city and like in like a lot of cities, I gotta say that have leather makers, like find a local leather maker to make you a watch roll. If that's oh, going to be your true. gift, that would be really cool. You know, support local one too. Um, it'll be personalized. You can do whatever you want with it. Just make sure the inside is soft. And I think there's two major styles you want to think of um, as a watch roll. There's some watch rolls that you like, it's like circular and cylindrical. You, you, you slot watches over that way. Mm-hmm. That would be okay. And then there's watch rolls that are like totally flat and you sort of fold watches flat and then yeah. put it in there. So if you have straps or like bracelets that fold flat, you'd be good for that. But be careful about the ones that fold entirely flat because not every watch will fit in it. For example, Royal Oak will not fit in that because it doesn't fold flat. Mm. That's that's a good disclaimer. I'm not trying to plug anything, but I know a really great um, leather supplier here in Toronto. I wonder if we could ever end up making them. That'd be cool. With it because be cool. they they do manufacture, they do the cut and sew here in here in Toronto. They have a great amount of leather. I don't want to get into it, but maybe maybe that's an idea that we can get. Maybe into. one day. Yeah. Uh, Mikey. My, no, oh, your, your, my third third one. Oh, yeah, your third one. Your third one. I'm a third. One more. One more. Mikey's got a couple <laughs> more minutes. 
what I really like, and I think this goes out to anyone that owns a watch. Maybe I can roll two things into here. Is number one, a springboard tool. Okay. Springboard tool is so important. And then the second gift that you could get that person is a new watch strap, a NATO strap, new bracelet, anything of that nature. Because even if you just own one watch, it doesn't matter if it's really expensive or, or whatever. The moment you change the strap or you change the bracelet to something else, it gives it another life. So instead of buying a new watch, you know, you could just change up the look by getting a quality spring bar tool, like from Bergen, I believe that's how you pronounce the brand, um, and then roll in a strap with it. Do not trust every spring bar tool you get with lower grade straps because they can damage your uh, lugs um, and even you know your end links. So I would recommend the Bergen um, spring bar tool. I think it's about $25. It's not a huge investment, yeah. right? So it's a perfect stocking stuffer, as yeah. they say. And straps you can buy from like five dollars to five bajillion dollars. So, yeah, yeah, bajillion. That is true. That is true. All right, Mikey. Mikey. I hope we've given you enough time. You have. All right. Have. Number one. Um, number one. Uh, it is the Doc Martin fourteen sixty one. An entire shoe. Damn. He went shoe. big. I went like went, like little things. I know. I, People are picking I, this up last the, minute. I, I didn't I didn't want to put it any I didn't want to put stock and stuff in there, you know. I was I was really thinking of like just like you know, like apparel items that you can own. This is by I'm pretty sure this is the most expensive thing. This is the Vacheron budget. That's what it gets you. I know, that's some baller budget. It's bro. not the Vacheron budget. <laughs> Come on, man. The shoes are like hundred and fifty bucks. Like I mean they're not cheap, but they're definitely not like out of everybody's price range. Oh, right? Um but it's it's just it's a shoe that I've I've really fallen in love with the past year. Um, I had no appreciation for it prior to this year, and uh, yeah, I just I, I feel like if you want to be on like your your grown man tip, uh, get a get a pair of fourteen sixty ones because they they're very versatile. You can kind of wear them with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like as long as you're not wearing like sweatpants or something, in which case you're probably gonna look kind of silly, but. Uh, yeah, if you're, if you're wearing like pants, um, you're, doesn't matter what kind of pant it is really, you're probably going to look pretty solid in a, in a 1461. Um, number two is very specific, but, uh, it's probably one of my favorite things on the Uniqlo website. It is the Uniqlo U, uh, Merino blend long sleeve polo sweater. Um, I'll send you guys a link so you can take a look at it, but it's, I know what you're talking like, about. It's it's on it honestly looks like something that that could, you know, retail at a at a different retailer for like ninety bucks, hundred and fifty bucks. Like like it and and honestly I, I have to say Uniqlo's quality, best by far the best in fast fashion. Their 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 stuff holds up and, and you know, it it fits well. I, I I like it. Um and for the final thing is uh for comfort uh you it's 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 nice to have a good pair of sweatpants and uh for me i think the best sweatpants that you can buy are from raining champ raining champ ouch rain raining champ the raining champ midweight terry classic sweatpants with the uh with the drawstring at the uh 
the ankle is fantastic. Really? Um, they'll they'll run you. Ed is so pissed off. We're gonna have. We're gonna have. We're gonna. Yeah. Mikey's about to get kicked off the podcast. Oh my connections! Oh sorry. Go. What's going on? Uh, but, but no, uh, I, I do like reigning, reigning champs for pan quality. Um, yeah, I, I, I think everybody should, should, should own a, a pair of reigning champs sweatpants. I, I, I really do think that they're, they're really comfortable and, and, and I like the quality of them and, and the price point's not too bad either for what you're getting. Shout outs um, to CYC over CYC in uh, Vancouver. Shout outs to CYC. Um, I was gonna crack a joke. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna Don't do, do it. it. No. No. It's Christmas. Uh, it's Christmas. I gotta give out gifts. Okay. This is my gift to them. Okay. <laughs> um, CYC Terry's really great. Um, it's also made in Canada. Can't go wrong. Uh, but you're right. I will. Rep- I will kind of, you know, have my take. I do think the Drakes <laughs> and ALD sweatpant is better. That also has the draw cords by the ankle. That shit isn't accessible to people, though. It's like, so you, you're, you're talking about me using a 1461, and I'm going to be like, oh, why did you choose the ALD sweatpants? <laughs> I got to, you know, I got to mention the, the, the fam. So. What, what, what yeah, Ed she, actually meant with ALD. the straps was like, get a Hermes strap. <laughs> That's what he actually meant. I did. Or try to get on the 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 AP not AP sorry the Patek olive drab, olive drab, <laughs> silicone straps, and you can flex on those. But yeah, I think that's a pretty good list. That's a good Look, list. With, whether your you're... budget is going to be five dollars or one hundred and fifty dollars, as Mikey said, I hope you can help someone out in your life that is into sneakers or into watches. What are you, what are you going to say, Darius? And if you're using the podcast as uh, your last minute shopping, you're probably late. Yes. Yeah. Because this but drops this on Christmas Eve. But, you know. Yeah. You know. Better hop also, to it. nothing's open. There's nothing open. You're fucked. You're fucked. You're, I'm sorry. You're not getting anybody a present. Like, just don't show up to Christmas. Yeah. All right. Anyways, guys. Um, That's it. Enjoy- don't show I up to Christmas. Amazon Prime is like two Have a great night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you better you better pray to God Jeff Bezos is gonna deliver that package to you personally. He's gonna deliver it yesterday. In time for Christmas. Yeah, basically. Oh man. Um, but yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think it's the pod. For this that's week. that's the pod. That's the Christmas pod. Um, again, happy holidays to everyone that's listening. It's very important to us. Uh, Thank yeah. We'll see you Everyone, one more time before uh, let, last year. Let us know what your favorite Christmas song is and uh, tell us why it is uh, Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time by uh, by Paul McCartney. <laughs> no, it, it's uh, Feliz Navidad by uh, Jose Feliciano. What? <laughs> nah, man. Yo, Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time by, by Paul McCartney. <laughs> slaps. Slaps. I'm gonna, Honestly... Um, I can't wait until, you know, I'm like back in, back in the, in the bar, back in the club and just simply having a wonderful Christmas time <laughs> comes on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any of the words to the song, but I, I sing it like I do. 
Besides, well, besides, sim- besides the part where he's like, simply have it, like, I don't know any of the other words in the song. Uh, but, I, but I sing it for three straight minutes. So are, are you the 12 bars person? Uh, the, tw- the 12 bars person. Do I look like I'm fucking 18? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Whoa. Disrespect. Actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me, give me one second. Give me one second. I'll be right back. Hold on. Okay. Oh, this is gonna be worth it. This is gonna be okay. worth it. Okay. Okay. I believe you. Here we're having Ed throwing some major shade. Yeah, I am. He's a young guy. Come on. He's a, he's the youngest guys. out of uh, out of us. Twelve bars. I never do that. I never do that either. See. I'm scared. <laughs> All right, sir. What do we have? He has a 12 bars t-shirt. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, you know I was getting all my challenges done. You Damn. know me. You so called him out. Laurier second yeah. year. Yeah. You called him what? out and I was, got him. I was you going got him. hard. I was going hard. I was going hard. I honestly had the worst hangover ever of, of my entire university career in in the day after 12 bars. And I had a tequila lime. Uh, chicken burrito from Fat Bastard, and it, it just, it was like a, it was like a like a nuclear weapon. Anyways, guys, Merry Christmas. Man. Merry Happy Christmas. Holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Don't go to twelve bars, <laughs> and especially not during COVID, if that's the thing. No Thanks bars. No bars. Yeah. No bars. At no home. bars. Zero bars. That and is. The... Have fun watching basketball. Yes. Have fun watching basketball. Uh, that is the Christmas podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. As always, uh, Darius, where can they find you? You can find me, D-A-R dot I-G. Mikey, where can they find you? And you just changed your picture, man. What the fuck? That's like some black It was image. actually by, it, it, was, it was by accident. Uh-huh. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, it was by accident. And now I don't want, like, I got to scroll up. Here's the thing. I've never synced this iPhone once. Never. You know how dangerous that is? I've, I'm, you know how crazy I am for that? Um, but yeah, I just I have a lot of storage on my iPhone, so I've never synced it. And uh, just for me to find this photo of the Animal Crossing thing, I'd have to go all the way back to, like, April. And I'm just like, I don't... So where can Anyways, they find it's you, H-E-Y, sir? <laughs> it's H-E-Y. I am... M-I-K-E-Y. Hey, I'm Mikey. Um, DM me about... <laughs> Royal Blue. <laughs> DM me about how my Christmas list was not affordable for basically everybody. <laughs> Especially with the Rona times. Uh, as always, the Springs and Thread podcast would very much appreciate it if you were to rate it, subscribe... Um, follow anything of that nature. Show your support. Uh, we love seeing how this is spreading, you know, across to, to the U.S., to Europe, right, and everything. So thank you all for tuning in. Um, this Instagram handle, if this is your first time tuning in, is springs.thread. Um, again, on behalf of everyone here, thank you and happy holidays. Peace. Peace. Later days. <laughs>